0: Who told you you can eat my cookies?
1: Hasta la vista, baby. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. I'm your host, Aaron, and this week I'm talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there, Sailor. Sailor? I know, I'm mixing up. You're a man of many talents. I'll take Sailor any day. <laughs> Fair enough. How's your week been Are you, right?
0: I've been cracking that eye. Do you know what? I've I've dived straight into movies, mate. You know well, the Oscar nominations came out. I hadn't seen any of them. I think we mentioned a few weeks ago. I finally got to grips with the trial of the Chicago Seven, Mank, all two of them. <laughs> I grabbed in there the new series of Line of Duty. Obviously, I'm a I'm a BBC drama whore, so mm. anything like that I'm going to be involved in. And uh, the sad passion of Jessica Wars this week has made me go back to one of the best comedies of all time, Arrested Development, in which she plays uh, Lucille Bluth, which is one of the greatest comedic characters I've ever created. It's been a great week actually. Mm. You know what? It's, a lot of fun and then obviously we're talking about Austria's second favorite export the first one being Beethoven oh we good safe safe <laughs> um, arnold schwarzenegger so i watched some of his movies as well so he's been a, it's been a weird week <laughs> dramas you know golden winners to running away from filth or whatever that was
1: I mean, James, you've set it up perfectly. This week we are looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie career, trying to ask that immortal question. If you were stuck on a desert island with only one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie for the rest of time, what would you pick out of his eclectic career? (laughs) (laughs) Because there's good, there's bad. And there's God awful. There is God awful. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the gist of our conversation today. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. We have done over 136 other episodes that you can download at your pleasure on all sorts of other topics, including director specials. Sometimes we take on a particular actor, like we are today, uh, or like last week when uh, we were joined by uh, Kirsten and we discussed wrestling movies, which was a particular favourite and one of the best shows I think we've done in a, in a long time
0: do you know what he was fun to do? He was fun to nerd out and, and pretend for a minute that I knew what I was talking about, as opposed as opposed to movies, which is my
1: up. I, I think you came across very well last week, James. More more so than I, who doesn't really watch wrestling.
0: Did you learn anything? I did,
1: yeah, yeah. Did, did, and
0: we all learned that, you know, The Wrestler.
1: What an amazing film. What, Bleak. What, what kicking the emotions though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt that in my emotion. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to this one, though. Deep diving into Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. Someone that we have touched upon on this episode, on this podcast, sorry. We've done an episode on The Predator. We've looked at the Terminator franchise, uh, his name and his career, and some of his movies have popped up regularly throughout the the, uh, the history of the show. But we haven't done a dedicated episode, actually, to the man himself, who arguably is is probably Hollywood's biggest action star. Yeah, And also uh, a great success
0: story for the American dream. He went there with nothing, just a dream and giant muscles even became, you know, governor of California. So Jesus, you know, <laughs> I mean, come on. You never, you no one was watching pumping iron going, to make a great politician. I, I was,
1: that's what I was watching with that. <laughs> I was like, then biceps look great, but it's legislation. Could be, <laughs> <laughs> could be perfect. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, I, I, I was thinking about this today, that going back as far as I remember loving movies, maybe he was the first big name that as a kid, I was like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, that's the guy, he's the guy, he's the top guy. I mean, now you've got, you know, your Michael Shannons and your Tom Obviously. Cruise's and, you know, your, your Tom Hardy's and, you know, it's, it's a growing uh, you no know, male the- action star yeah. kind of world that we live in. But Schwarzenegger, back when I was growing up, was the guy. Stallone, obviously, as well, because of the muscles, but it was Schwarzenegger. It was Schwarzenegger. And what's really weird, as a kid, you knew it was Schwarzenegger, bearing in mind that
0: you shouldn't have seen his films. Yeah. (laughs) But that was not an era where Hollywood would make an 18 film, and then, you know... Market toys. Sell toys. Sell toys. Yeah. yeah. I still yeah. remember, I still
1: remember the game Terminator versus Robocop. Two films I should have never watched, but yeah. definitely played the game. And I'll throw in there, I had an alien toy as well. So I had these weird, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I, I, like, I had all these toys that I hadn't seen, you know, the films of, and then saw them way, way too young. Um, You know, but I, it was just that 90s thing when it was like, oh, they'll be fine, you they'll know?
0: You know. The first toy I ever had was a uh, it was a Terminator though. It was, it was an Arnoid whose face just came off, and then he shot a missile at you. And yeah. I lost the missile within the first day. Everyone
1: did. Everyone, yeah. everyone who had that toy, I tell you what, there's not a single one of them missiles still around. <laughs> They've all gone.
0: You know, the thing is that when you tidy ass like 20 years later, uh, and then you find it, and you have no idea what it is, and you just thrown away gold stuck between two floorboards or something.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, Certainly growing up, you know, those movies like Predator, Total Recall, um, Terminator, obviously. But then, you know, Kindergarten Cop, you know, those 90s movies, Junior, Twins. There's so many movies that I remember growing up and just thinking he is the the top. And I mean, and his career has just gone on and on. I mean, so for anyone who doesn't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a 73-year-old who is without the doubt one of the biggest names in Hollywood. He's an actor, producer, businessman, philant- philanthropist. Uh, activist, bodybuilder, and a politician. He has 79 acting credits to his name, including many films that are firmly rooted in cinema history, from Hercules in New York to Conan, The Terminator, The Predator, The Running Man, Commando, Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop, True Lies, Last Action Hero, and Jingle All The Way. James, find me someone who doesn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and I'll show you a liar, James. Sylvester Stallone would, during
0: the film, stop my Mom will shoot. That's true. Which is a great story. If you don't know that, listeners... Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone are actually really good friends. the 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 rivalry is just made up, so they can tell movies. They're all uh, joint owners in Planet Hollywood, weren't they? With uh, they were with Bruce Willis. With Bruce Willis, and uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a rib, convinced. Convinced Sylvester Stallone that Stop on My Mum Will show will be the next greatest action film ever. So Sylvester Stallone took the movie without reading the script, read the script, phoned Arnold Schwarzenegger, who just laughed and laughed down the phone. That's a That's a boy move, that is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Although, to be fair, you just said Hercules in New York. Don't you fight a bear in Central Park in that movie? I, I've seen it. I, I remember him riding around in a chariot and that they dub his voice because he's now. So, so thick in his Austrian accent at that time. That was his first uh, Hollywood role. Uh, but, you know, known for his cheesy one-liners, then bulging muscles, Arnold Schwarzenegger has built a career on lavish action, sci-fi, horror, and comedy movies. The man is utterly fascinating. He's the son of a Nazi party member, he was in the Austrian army. He actually did a week in jail because he skipped. He went AWOL so he could enter a bodybuilding competition and did a week in a cell for that. Um, he started weightlifting at 14. It was Mr. Olympia by 23. He then went on to win it a further six times. As James mentioned, he's an immigrant that lived the American dream. He's a Golden Globe winner. <laughs> he's, <For> what? <laughs> he's been governor of New York. <laughs> he has been the highest paid actor in Hollywood's with a peak net worth of up to $800 million. That was before the divorce. Um, He's worked with Kirk Douglas, James Cameron, Gabriel Burns, Grace Jones, Stallone, DeVito, Charles Dance, Jeff Bridges, Sally Fields, Bill Paxton, and Chai Courtney. Wow. Wow, he, he's worked with some of the best. I mean, Chai Courtney. <laughs> so <laughs> this week, ask that question. I, I didn't know how to word it. Desert Islands, um, Apocalypse happens, and you can save one Schwarzenegger movie. Aliens come down, and you have to show them one film. It doesn't have to be the best. It doesn't have to be the the, the critic's favourite. It has to be your personal choice. That was the goal of today's podcast. So obviously it's going to be derisive no matter what we
0: pick because somebody will pick one, someone will start screaming at it. I can already think of several fans
1: that will tweet us later just be like... We no, got it wrong. You yeah. got it wrong. And to be fair to them, we will. <laughs> <laughs> well... Let's look first at what Rotten Tomatoes said. So in ranking order, Rotten Tomatoes' top five Schwarzenegger movies based on critics' responses, if that's what tickles your pickle if you, or if you, your tomorrow. you done research? I've done some research, man. Right, you've changed. I always do research for this podcast, you lazy bugger. <laughs> <laughs> like... Um, Rotten Tomatoes, Terminator in the top spot with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. I agree with that. The 1984 sci-fi classic. No doubt we're going to talk about that shortly, but we have done a whole episode on the Terminator franchise. Do go back and check that episode out. Uh, second place, T2 from 91. Pumping Iron from 1976. That's shocking that that's so high. Uh, well, talk about what it did for the industry of bodybuilding. Do you know really I never watched
0: it, so to be fair, that's on me because I've never really been interested in bodybuilding, so why would I watch a documentary on it? But a it's very fascinating. I believe it was you just telling me about it one time. Like, actually, what a fantastic insight it is into that world.
1: It is, yeah. And, and what it did for mainstream bodybuilding and the 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 surge in gyms and people getting into the sport, into the that that weight training, where fitness is. You know what other documentary can you really put your hand on that has done that? I mean, I know after we watched Free Free Solo, we we obviously started rock climbing, didn't we? After that, in the hopes that
0: we'd fall. Oh uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know
1: I I talked about the Rubik's Cube documentary Speed Cubers a couple of weeks back. and um, Haven't picked up a Rubik's Cube, but you know, I, but you've thought about it. I did think about it. Yeah, <laughs> but and it. I don't own one. This <laughs> has so made it incredibly hard. But. Yeah. What that, that, what that movie did is, I mean, it is dated. It is, like I say, it's 76. It's, it is somewhat cringe, And if you're not into, you know, the clanging of weights and the sweaty gyms, then I can see why it's not your cup of tea, but it is utterly fascinating that, and I mean this in the biggest compliment, but the freakish size of these blokes that, uh, that they get into, um, you know, the, the, the protein and the eating. And at the time it was a time when, um, steroids were not an illegal drug, um, you know, which or, or certainly bandy in the industry as much as they are now. Um it is an absolute eye opener into that that weird world. Jesus. Yeah, I'd watch it. I you do you know what? Your passion about it makes me want to watch it. Uh
0: I, I watched it eating a Chinese. How did you feel? Did you feel like a scumbag? I felt dirty. <laughs> um mate I see that when I watched what's well, Ben Kingsley when he watches Gandhi, which he goes on a hunger strike and I remember watching it with about two pizzas. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> I mean, this for you. And
1: then afterwards realised what a dick I was. (laughs) Uh, So Rotten Tomatoes, Terminator, T2, Pumping Iron, Total Recall in at number four, and then The Predator um, in at number five. So that is Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb's top five. Again, The Terminator. Predator at number two. Total Recall in at number three. T2 at number four. And Commando at number five. Commando is the forgotten action movie
0: that's always the one that people seem to forget. Well, it's certainly the people I talk to seem to forget because they always go Predator first mm. or they'll go, you know, probably Terminator is actually after that. So, but Commander is the first one where he's just like, oh no, do you know what? Commander was was for- forgotten about and it's cracker because I believe it was one of his first big action films as well.
1: Yeah, 85. I mean, it, certainly, you know, off the heels of, you know, the success of the, the Terminator movie. Um, yeah, I think Predator is the cool film because the Predator's cool. He's like, he's an awesome alien warrior. Yeah. Uh, And that movie is cool. You know, like it, the three acts of that movie, you're waiting to get to that third act when it is one-on-one and all of them machine guns and modern tech or 80s modern tech is out the window and it, it goes back to primitive sticks and mud. It, it, that movie is fucking awesome. Do you know what I don't understand about the Predator, right? Is The
0: Predator comes from miles away to hunt humans, to be, you know, the ultimate hunting machine, to only hunt the best. You know, he doesn't shoot the woman because she's unarmed, but he'll sh- he shoots the big burly men because they're all chewing tobacco and sh- got mini machine guns on her uh, mini, mini guns. You're destroying a forest, a uh, jungle. It wants the best. It wants, it wants the best. But then he uses weaponry, you know, invisible and mm. it, you know, shoots lasers out of his ass. And you just think that's not a fair fight. But at the same time, is it a metaphor for us hunting animals? You know, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> You know, when hunters go after a deer, well, it's a deer and you've got a gun, so it makes you a fucking idiot. It's not no, a fair I, fight.
1: I, I, I don't know what you're on about, James. I think someone who's got, you know, a, a high-powered assault rifle against a, a vegetarian, like a giraffe, I think that is a completely fair fight, James. It is a fight. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think these. To one is... fair, though, I would hunt vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Just grazing on the, you know, on the African landscape. Just grazing outside of Starbucks <laughs>
0: on their laptops telling everyone they're a vegan. <laughs> Just, sorry. I know, I know you're a vegan. I apologize. I'm not a vegan. I'm a
1: vegetarian. Oh,
0: okay. I was only joking. I'm trying to go vegan. Anyway. I always thought a Predator was kind of a dick and then at the end when it is a fair fight he fucking loses and then it doesn't it doesn't you know respectfully go off oh, you've won this one it goes like mm. fuck you I'm going to blow the planet
1: just, yeah that's the sort of loser that that's isn't it It's a
0: fucking dick move <laughs> in a dictionary dick move is a Predator it was high on that list
1: yeah but, but then cool. again if Arnold Schwarzenegger had the power of invisibility in that movie it would be pretty shit to watch wouldn't it <laughs> it wouldn't be the most entertaining just film. the
0: Predator going well where is he
1: yeah and to be fair the Predator is quite camouflaged Without is, you know he's more camouflaged than. Then Schwarzenegger is. Or the original Predator, which was a lobster in a suit <laughs> played yeah. by uh, John claude Yeah, yeah. Go back to our Predator episode. Deep dive into that one. Um, Rolling Stones top five in this order. Terminator 2 came out on top. Predator, uh, then Terminator, Conan the Barbarian, Ooh. and True Lies. Do you know what? So far, that's the list. For no real reason, that's the list I'm, gravi-
0: I'm gravitasing towards. I suppose that's the more in touch with the people. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. I suppose the other over to a critic's list, I guess. Mm. I just, th- there's something about an unknown. And when we start talking really in depth, the films that I like aren't necessarily the films that people would pick. Don't get me wrong, I like them, but I just like them a bit more, they're a bit different.
1: Well, finally, NME's top five uh, The Terminator again. So that's three of these um, ranking in with The Terminator. Then T2, Total Recall, Predator, and The Running Man. The Running Man's a weird one. I've got problems with the Running Man. Yeah i I've watched it this week ahead of this podcast, but was not something that I was rushing to go back to watch. Had we not done this episode, do
0: you know what? it's not as bad as I remembered, but that's better. It's entertaining. It is entertaining. I I've never read the book, which I think you have. Mm. And it's, was it an hour and thirty four minutes. Yeah, and within four minutes, it's the book's it, done. It, yeah, <laughs> the book yeah. They done. pretty much
1: just took the name and, and the <laughs> basic concept of the just dystopian future of a game show. Yeah, Edgar Wright's remaking
0: it. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. That'll so be different. That'll be cool. Can't wait to see Nick Frost
1: <laughs> being the running man. It's going to be awesome. Nah, Simon Pegg will be the running man. Obviously. Obviously. I forgot. Yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to that one, actually. Um, but most importantly, what did uh, people that follow this podcast uh, or listen to this podcast say? So we had a whole host of feedback this week when we put it out on social media. It was very
0: good. Thank you very much.
1: Um, so I'm going to try and butcher some names and uh, get some bits wrong. So I do apologize if I get these mixed up. But uh, Monitoring the Score podcast said Predator. Martin White said Predator. Um, no, sorry, said Total or Tom Green and Anthony Marshall said Terminator 2. The Rambling Geek, James Shepard, Hastings Film Review, All Said, Commando. We had Dave Donaldson, All 90s Action Pods, Head to Head Podcast, saying Terminator 2. Uh, We had also for Predator, Steve Shannon, Akido, uh, which is a gaming bar in Lincoln, uh, Adam Bell, uh, The Jamcast Podcast, uh, At Haunt Scene, Film Floggers, uh, Kids What We're Watching Tonight, All Saying, Predator. Uh, KLP said Conan the Barbarian. Anthony Hawkins said True Lies. More for Terminator, we had Man About Pods, uh, Man About Life Podcast, Sarah Felton, Kurt Smith, I understood that reference, and Unspeakable Network all saying Terminator. Derek from Midnight Myth said T2. Chase on social media said Total Recall. For, for Running Man, we had Chibs, Griff, and Sabi uh, Red. And then some unsung ones from those lists, we had some Love for Kindergarten Carpacoy yeah, from. Did. Uh a very, uh true crime podcast there's something about sandy film fight podcast the big fat movie guy and sam jenkins um we had the heavyweight chumps yes. uh, pushing for twins and uh, our good friend han solo hannah going with junior do you know what and there's one hero that we didn't mention tammy she went Batman and Robin. You've got to love someone who
0: participates. you got to love a trier. <laughs> you got, yeah, yeah, got to love a you
1: got to love a I get the philosophy as well that if Batman's on the list, you got, you got to go for Batman. But it's Batman and Robin and uh, I don't class that as a Batman movie.
0: So did it really hurt you that much when you didn't hear any love at all for uh, Erasure? That looking awful film. Erasure? I watched that for this film. It's terrible, that movie. I, he's so bad. Do you know what, though? The graphics are pretty good. The X-ray guns, they're mm. actually pretty cool badass. I quite, I was watching them going, oh, I like them.
1: So uh, I thought someone might stick that in there. Sixth day. I was quite a fan See, of that. End of days, though. No end of days in there. I liked end of days. I like end of days. Yeah. It yeah. there was a big thing when it was coming out, like the millennium. It was like, it, I remember him coming over and he was on Radio 1 and he was talking about it. And, you know, he's, he's saying how it felt like a very fitting end of uh, century um Film to kind of come out with and I, I actually fucking like that movie I thought it was pretty good uh, Collateral Damage um, yeah not a big fan of that I remember watching when it first came out I remember really liking it but to be
0: honest it's not a film I've ever re-gone really back and watched
1: no no so I, that that one is similar to the movie Aftermath in the sense that it's a revenge story for his, parent, uh, for his family I believe Collateral Damage more hanging on to the 90s action, even though it was in the 2000s. Oh, right. It's very much, I think, his uh, family were victims of like a car bombing or a terrorist attack and they were collateral damage and he goes against those that that murdered his family. Aftermath's the one about the plane crash, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and he goes after the pilot and the others, yeah.
0: So, it's not all good news, though. And, you know, with all good things, there's a flip of the coin. Um, Recently, I saw it Around the World in 80 Days where he's a cameo and playing Prince Happy. And mm. that was bad. <laughs> Steve Coogan, one, isn't it? <laughs> yep. That was, that was. So, it's not all good, but we'll let off. Because <laughs> I'm sure yeah. everyone's good. Yeah. Red Sonja. I don't remember Red Sonja. Do you remember Red Heat, though? Oh, yeah. I love Red Heat. I love Red Heat. With, uh,
1: Belushi, but, Belushi not, yeah. but not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that one. He, he plays the Russian, the Russian uh, police who comes over. And um, so, you know what? Ranging.
0: The problem is though, as he's got older, his movies. I believe he picks movies. Just I think he picks them to stay relevant, and that's hurtful because his latest films aren't that great. However, there's one film that has been massively missed. The film Maggie. Yeah, which was a cracking film. Um. I do you mind if I talk about it for a sec? Because that's a film I rewatched this week. Go for it. So Maggie is a 2015 film. It's a post-apocalyptic kind of drama directed by Henry Hobson. It's his first film, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Abigail Brenton, and Jolie Richardson. So Arnold Schwarzenegger as a wife, uh, sorry, as a, as a daughter in a new relationship with his uh, good stepmother. Style. Good style yeah, it was good start. Yeah. Strong. strong. <laughs> Basically, the zombie apocalypse has happened. And then when people get affected, they've got like a month, two months, three months before they actually turn carnivorous and start attacking people. So people are actually living with the disease. And his daughter is unfortunately bitten. And he has to deal basically with, he's a small town farmer, is a small town community. Like everyone knows everyone's business. So when he finds out that his daughter's been bitten, he's got the choice of either putting her down himself or taking her to a facility. He decides not to. He keeps her close by. She meets friends who have also been bitten and, uh, you know, infected with this disease. There's a horrible scene where she breaks her finger and, like, black, instead of blood oozes out. And Arnold Schwarzenegger like, isn't an action hero. He is a fantastic dramatical, uh, dramatic actor dealing with the, what I would, you know, where parents concern about their child, driven wildly by these great emotions. In And in a, in a, in a, the final scene is, like, this crescendo of all of these feelings and emotions where, basically, he, he kind of picks between the... You know, his wife or his daughter, because his the stepmother has uh, basically, you need to kill your daughter now. She's gone to us. There's this oh, weird scene where she can smell food in the house. And then she she's like, oh, who's cooking? That smells great. She goes in the house, there's no one cooking. Then she realises, because she's now starting to smell human flesh, the realisation that she's now gone too far. And then it's the ultimate. Weirdly, it's the most action movie you'll see, because action is all about, you know, men and brawn. It's the most the biggest choice a character can make is like, should I sacrifice my own daughter? Mm. And then there's a couple, there's a relationship in the story about a father who went the opposite direction, who didn't kill his daughter. And he ended up turning with them. And do you know what? Maggie is a fantastic story. And I do you know what if you asked me in the eighties. Did I think uh, Schwarzenegger was able to this performance? No. thought it was a powerhouse performance. It was a great performance. I think he's fantastic. It's great. Abigail's Fantastic. We go. The storyline is amazing. It comes out of nowhere. I think we may have touched on it in episode two when we were talking about, you know, zombies. And this film, you know what? I'm going to do this. It was an exquisite film that ages well. I really enjoyed it. Downside, though, it's not one of one choice. I've only got to pick one film. Yeah. I need an action star. He's not actioning in this. His drama, perfection, comedy, it's not a comedic film. Action, it's not that. It's about a man dealing with the ultimate choice. Acted Perfectly. Probably his best acted performance. Best acted performance. However, I hate to say I hate to be that guy. He needs to rip his shirt off at some point. Oil up with some baby oil. Grab a gun. I need that at least. If there's a, if there was a scene in it when Alien came down
1: and started hunting his daughter, and then he dripped his shirt off, maybe.
0: <laughs> but it's well, not
1: honourable mention though, and this podcast is all about giving recommendations for people mm. that maybe haven't seen uh, some of these more I don't know, obscure or under the radar movies. Maggie is certainly a top recommendation. It's a slow burner, but it is rewarding, uh, and ultimately not the biggest investment. It's not the longest no. movie. I agree with everything you said. I thought it's a it's a well acted piece, very very entertaining for its runtime. Different as well, I think, because the horror genre, uh, sorry, the zombie genre is always something that I think when you've seen one, you risk seeing them all, and I like <laughs> it when you get one that kind of goes against the grain a little bit. Maggie certainly did that.
0: The idea as well that like once you're bitten, you don't instantly turn, you then yeah. there's like a period where you're slowly infected, and then there's a choice,
1: yeah, which is all which is ultimately worse, it's prolonged, yeah. it's slowly taking the plaster off instead of ripping it off, it's, exactly. You know, it is. Um, oh, I mean, it, also in 2015, he had Terminator Genesis come out as well, so certainly, you know, if you had is. a time machine and go back to 2015, you watch Maggie instead. <laughs> Uh, Tournament of Genesis not even getting a Phil Collins cameo which I was a bit gutted about that's for all you musos um, <laughs> yeah I I I think that's a good choice I'm surprised no one picked it um, so go away and watch that one I just on that similar vein in 2014 he did a movie called Sabotage not all that bad I actually quite enjoyed that one and and when I say not all that bad like I don't mean because I'm exp- or, you know but he certainly you know What's came out thing? of the 80s and early 90s were his peak era and then going into the two fa- into the 90s, like late 90s, pretty much Batman and Robin, it started to go a bit downhill for the <laughs> man. And then obviously in the 2000s, he got into politics. So there is that big gap in his career. But, you know, where he's doing movies like Last Stand with Johnny Knoxville, probably not going to talk about that because yeah, yeah. life's short. Not- <laughs> um, <laughs> no. But the expendable movies as well, there is a lot to talk about. Talking about his best acting though, you said in Maggie, I think Terminator is his best acted performance. Which one? Terminator 1. I'll be back. Then, yes, I agree. The, basically, the stoic killer. But it,
0: there's a fascinating story. You need to go back to the Terminator story. He wasn't originally down as the Terminator. He was originally down as Carl Reese, And uh, he was like, he just basically took Cameron out for lunch and was like, you're doing it all wrong. He needs to have no emotion. He needs to be blanket robot assassin. But I'll do it. No, he didn't. Cameron was like, you do it then. Mm. Like, I imagine a very pissy way. Just fucking do it yourself, Arnie. Just do it your fucking We get self. it, Arnie. All right, we get it. But no, you're right. It, do you want know the first time? Well, maybe not the first time, but one of the first times, the absence of acting is the best acting itself. Mm. I mean, Adam Sandler does that on a weekly basis yeah. and he's not even trying. So, uh, But no, the first Terminator... Do you know what the most shocking scene in the first Terminator film is? Is when he just walks into the police station yeah. and he just starts shooting people with no mm. regard whatsoever. It's fucking
1: haunting. The most, no, the most shocking scene is when he goes into the gun store and the gun owner oh, just yeah. gives him a gun and bullets and doesn't think he's going to get shot. America. America. <laughs> I mean, if that was a draft, mate, it would have been a fair game. Um, so. Sorry. I know, Hunters. Bunch of. Can't say it. Can't say it. 138 episodes. Never dropped that word just yet. Never dropped it. Right. Do you know what? Whilst we're talking about films that didn't come up, now would be a good shout
0: to talk about. We'll do quickly, end of days. You you and I both love End of Days. So he's starring up against uh, Gabriel Byrne. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays... Now, this is a bit of a cliche. He's lost his family. He's a mercenary for hire. He basically drinks.
1: The first time you meet him, his breakfast is he blends up a Chinese. (laughs) Uh, slice of pizza in there mate some (laughs) Pepto-Bismol and some coffee say breakfast is the most important meal of the day that's watching his breakfast so we were I was talking about when I was talking about
0: uh, Maggie I need a bit more action so in this he's paid to uh, protect a gentleman turns out that gentleman is the devil who's come to earth to impregnate a woman who give birth to the Antichrist and give way to the end of days we've all been there we've all been there you know it's normal Friday night what have we got here we've got someone who's pissed off with God we've got religious allegories which I love we've got Gabriel Byrne, and I'm going to say this. Kevin Pollock. I'm not saying that. Kevin Pollock hasn't been relevant since the usual suspects. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gabriel Byrne is one of my favourite uh, devils. I thought he's so good. There's a scene where he kills a man by pissing on a car. It's like, yes, that's what I want from my devil. Salty. Yeah, didn't he kill Kevin Pollock that way? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, he pisses on his car, which then turns into gasoline, because if you did not read the Bible, <laughs> 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 he pisses gasoline. Um But it's a really taut thriller, which it is a thriller. There's a scene where he gets crucified. I remember watching that quite young thinking, they've crucified Arnold Schwarzenegger. What the Mm. fuck is this film? It was a daring choice because religious films do not necessarily go that well. They can be quite hokey, quite pokey, especially you've got the actual devil. The final fight scene, bit of CGI, bit bollocks. Mm. Uh, As soon as you drop the Gabriel part of the devil, Gabriel Byrne was my favourite part of the devil. Great foil, though, in Arnold Schwarzenegger. Trying to... Basically, it's a metaphor kind of for his filmography. He tries to shoot the devil down, doesn't work, ultimately has to do a bit of acting, a bit of drama, a bit of sacrifice. It's, all, it's a great film that is very dark. I mean, when you're watching it, you need, you need a duster, mate, See mm. it is grimy. However, I always remember the score and the acting abilities. Then again, he was against
1: Kevin Pollock, so maybe that was quite easy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he got crucified more in uh, <laughs> from the critics in Batman and Robin. <laughs> that was a good show. But in uh, in in end of days, I love that film. I, dark, dingy, has a real atmosphere to it. To the whole film, you're right. I think you've grown up seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger take on platoons and aliens and all this stuff. It's only natural that he takes on the devil, <laughs> yeah, um, and and gets his ass kicked for the majority of the movie. You know, yeah, because of- he's mortal. Looking forward to the next sequel where he fights the sun. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> um, no, a really cracking
0: film, which again surprised me that it didn't come up. Do you think, and this is genuinely probably a probably deep question for this, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger asks this question himself every night before he goes to sleep, he tries to sleep and he toils and this like emotional ways and he's perplexed and he's thinking emotionally, he's like outside of his head, wondering who is Arnold Schwarzenegger. But do you think fans only appreciate him because of his action abilities? Do you think his act his action abilities, do you think his actual acting is something that audiences don't give a toss about? Cause we've named kind of three films just there where it's his acting more than his action.
1: Yeah. And they weren't on the list. But I, I know I, I think his draw is like when people would go to traveling, you know, circuses and stuff, it was something that people hadn't seen before. They, mm. He was huge, you know, like you, other than things like wrestling and, and those kind of sports and stuff. He was massive. Like, his pumping iron days, some of them early movies, he is absolutely huge. And I think that drew in big audiences that, you know, the, your your action star had gone from your John Waynes and your Cowboys and in comes this guy who, you know, is over six foot, you know, he's, he's Austrian, so there's a bit of something exotic about him, you know, but he is just a force to be reckoned with. Put a gun in his hands, you know, a big cannon of some sorts in... You know some of those earlier movies that we talked about, you know, Commando or whatever, it, and it, that just pushed him in the limelight. Yeah, I, I think his act yeah, certainly his acting kind of came on further down the line. I just wonder if maybe he never got the chance. Maybe like Hollywood mm-hmm. casters were just like,
0: you know, he went. I was like, I'd really like to do a, a remake of of Hamlet, and they were mm-hmm. like, no, 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 Commando three. This <laughs> time it's personal. You know, something like ridiculous, like we want you to shoot a man. <laughs> It's like, oh, can I give a soliloquy? Well, you can say a one-liner.
1: Yeah, you say a cheesy one-liner.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's it. That's the other. Your... So I always thought maybe that haunted him, like he'd stay up at night in his massive mansion, just crying. <laughs> just like I could have won an Oscar. I don't
1: know. I've, I know. I think Schwarzenegger knows exactly what he does, and he does it very well. He's charismatic. He's entertaining. He has got depth within his his arsenal. You know, he does. He, you know, he's big in the sci-fi franchise, and he ha- You know, and he hasn't done movies like Star Wars or Star Trek. But if you look at some of the films that he's done that have pushed that genre you know you look at movies like total recall with the you know which i know is obviously inspired by source material but those kind of movies predator um terminator they are huge titans in the sci-fi world that he's helped to accelerate you know put into mainstream cin- mainstream cinema his action that we talked about which I know there's you know blurred lines here because you know Terminator is as much an action movie as it is horror as it much as it is sci-fi, but he is a he is a tour de force of those kind of movies in his earlier career and and I like that he's kind of took some more because even a movie like Aftermath that we talked about not being you know a contender for this podcast for the the one movie still is a more of a dramatic role you know than than some of his kind of knock knock jokes and his you know big guns <laughs> that he does. Mate, he's famous for his knock knock jokes. At the end ma- of days, I, I think if I was on a desert island uh, with one movie, it's a bit too bleak for me. It is it. very bleak. But it's an honourable mention once again as a as a movie that I ultimately was very impressed by when it came out. And I do like going back to it every now and again when I'm, ha- when I'm having too much fun, James.
0: When you're having a piece of pizza, a bit of Chinese, a bit of Pepto-Bismol. And you're just thinking, ooh, <laughs> how shall I serve this <laughs> in a blender? Would it be Christmas without Jingle all the way? I don't like Jingle all the way. What? I, do you know what my problem is? Is that I hate Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> because I saw a film called The First Son where he plays a bodyguard for the first son and I always hated him since then. I'm sorry, Sinbad. Probably you you've probably done other things, but no, you've you're tainted forever. And also, he tries to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger, but in the end gets, you know,
1: redemption for, for no reason. Yeah, he he. <laughs> He actually said there is a letter bomb in that video. Yes, yeah, I mean. like, he's a terrorist end, at some point. But
0: in the end he gets, you know, the kid, the toy for his kid, and he's supposed to learn a lesson. What is that? That that bombs work. <laughs> is that the lesson?
1: I think that's what a lot of the critics said about that movie, is that tonally it's all over the place. And, 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 but I do, I do don't get me wrong, mate, if they brought out a Turbo Man doll now, I'll fucking buy one. Oh. Ah. Ah, I'm not a burger. I just was looking for Turbo Man doll.
0: What I don't understand about it, it's been a while since I've seen it, is why doesn't he spend time
1: with his kids? Is it because he's a businessman? He's just, yeah, he's worked hard. But and look because, at his kids, <laughs> because his kids, because his kids, Anakin Skywalker. But, but
0: look at him. Look at this. I was like, you've got no time for him. He's got time to work all the time and go to the fucking gym. Spend some time with your fucking
1: kids. That's the <laughs> weird thing, isn't it? Like, so even, even when you look at some of his dramatic roles or where he plays, you know, like a bus driver, it's like, <laughs> but look at him. He's fucking hench.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, that really pissed me off. It's like, Dad, maybe you shouldn't, you know, go to gym for 16 hours a day. <laughs> Yeah. take your kid to the cinema. Yeah. Maybe you won't have this problem.
1: It's just like, you know, like where he, where he plays like in junior, where he's more like medic, medical, and then he's like, put some glasses on. It's like, yeah, yeah but look at you. <laughs> you fucking hench. <laughs> yeah, every film, every Schwarzenegger movie should have a bit where he goes to the gym in it yeah. to explain why he is the fucking size that he is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like that movie, you talked about Eraser, you know. We, uh, we're, oh, gonna, shit. we're gonna skip by Batman and Robin. Obviously, there are again sci fi world, you've got the sixth day, I was quite a fan of that growing up. Do you know what? Uh, I like the, I, I like the last, I like the, I
0: think the third act, that film doesn't get a lot of credit. That third act is brilliant, you know, where it's all like, all the, I'm not gonna ruin it for you because it's genuinely a film that has a surprise ending. Mm. It, it worked, it, do you know what? It
1: pulls it off. I uh, genuinely didn't see it coming, but it's pretty obvious. I think there are the big guns then. So I'm just going to go through these. We'll spend a couple of minutes on each one, teasing our way towards what that choice may be, you know, that um, that number one spot. So let's start, in, we'll go in chronological order as well. Let's go Conan the Barbarian, 1982. So directed by John Millis, basic synopsis, a young slave uh, seeks revenge on a sorcerer warlord played by James Earl Jones brilliantly in I was this saying, movie. Fantastically um, He plays this character, f- uh, Full Sulla Doom, who has killed his parents. So it's a revenge story. It's inspired by graphic novels. Do you, do you, are you a Conan fan? I was a Conan fan until I saw all the films that
0: were based in the dusty future or past. So or whatever the fuck thought, thought. Whenever was. When it was past. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, it, it holds up okay. The problem with it is because of the style of it, It was always going to be remade. Mm. And I have a feeling that, I know they remade it a few years ago and it was was crap. The Jason Momoa one. Yeah, I've heard it. I've not heard good things, but I haven't seen it, so I don't want to judge a film I haven't seen. I saved that for special film. I saved that for Adam Sadler film. (laughs) Uh, uh, I do think it will get remade at some point and probably be better. It's not the best. I do like it, but it's it's more of a, if it's on, I will never seek this film out.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I'm going to be in a rush to go watch it. So if I was, so if, if I'm on a Desert Island and I'm
0: scrabbling for DVDs and somehow I've got power and it's that or another choice of these nine, I'm probably never going to pick it, it unless it was like between this and
1: you know, Terminated Twelve, maybe. Yeah, Terminator 12, where they they send someone back in time to stop Schwarzenegger signing up to these movies. That would be different. (laughs) That would make sense as well. (laughs) The uh, the Conan franchise, we talked about this in the He-Man episode, which was episode 100, that um, there was this weird thing in the 80s, the early 80s, about this fascination of, like, big, strong, muscly men and, you know, like, dead animals, fur, (laughs) swords, you know, these kind of space adventures, you know, which He-Man was a byproduct of, because that was, uh, you know, it originated as a toy that was... To hit that audience, much of which was derived from Conan fans, from the the literature and and obviously the 82 movie. But I I remember the cartoon of this. Going back to the kids kind of side of things, the toys, the you know, the lunchboxes, all that stuff. I remember the Conan. I was a fan of the Conan cartoon, not knowing it was an adult movie that was fucking, you know, like at the end of the movie, spoilers kids, say 82. He he, lobs off James Earl Jones's head at the end of that movie at the top of the stairs in a fucking brutal scene. <laughs> it's a kids' movie. What do you expect? <laughs> no, but in the, in the kids' one, he had like he had like a a, a a phoenix. You know, when and and as a kid growing up, I learned all about like you know the phoenix rises from the ashes and all that kind of stuff. And so I'd like you know that. And in that, I'm pretty certain James Earl Jones's character had like a snake head like or like armor and he could turn people to stone in bits and pieces like Medusa. (laughs) And and, and when I watched the movie, I was like, this isn't like the cartoon. Where's the (laughs) phoenix? (laughs) Like, where's his shield?
0: Does it always smell like this? How does the wind ever get in here? Sure, in the 80s, there was, a, there was, a, there was a, a movement to try and get James Earl Jones dressed up as shit. In The Exist too, they dressed him as a, as a locust. <laughs> that poor fucking man. <laughs> what do you want me to do with my great voice and my great acting? Can you dress up as a locust? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking poor man. I love doing Exists.
1: Excess 1, 2, and 3 podcast. That'd be wicked. Mate, I love the second one. I still do I've seen that film eight times. I still thought I know what it was about. Um, so yeah, Conan the Barbarian, I, I enjoy. I'm not going to rush back to Conan the Destroyer, The Red Sonja, all that stuff. I, I'm i not, um, it's not my wheelhouse. It's not my go-to.
0: Genuinely forget about Red Sonja. I always feel that film exists.
1: Bridget Nelson.
0: Always kind of forget.
1: What about, so if we're going chronological order then, let's go with the big one, Terminator 84. So a lot of people that um, reached out to us on social media, I think this was the overwhelming this and Predator seem to be the overwhelming choice. So what you
0: get in The Terminator is you get a basically an emotional performance, an emotionalist performance, and it's needed. I think what really works in this film is the constant uh, contrast with characters. You've got the two humans, obviously fearful, uh, survival locust, and you've got the ultimate hunter that's sent back in time who's exterminated humans. That's literally what they're bred for. It's like, it's like the cat and mouse dialed up to 12. Mm. It is that. And I just think it's the great... The great emotionless acting is the scenes. They're not the scenes where he's haunting them. It's, it's the scenes where he's like in the hotel room and he's, or he's learning about humanity. And the guy knocks to him and says, have you got a dead cat in there? And he just tells it. he goes through all the responses and his first person view is like, no, thank you. Yes, please. And then the bottom is like, fuck you. And then he yeah. goes to fuck you. And it's like, oh, that's good. The scene where he pulls out his own eye, before it turns into the terrible animatronics. That's really good sign up because he doesn't, he doesn't act. He doesn't feel, he doesn't emote. And I think that's a really good performance in a film. That's fantastic. We've talked about this on edge. I love this film. It's probably my favorite of the two, but I would class it like what I call the aliens paradox. I don't think they're the same film. I think this is a horror film and yeah. I think it's a phenomenal horror film.
1: It, I, it's To me, it's a sci-fi movie that turns to a horror movie at the end. Mm. The last act of this movie is, is a horror film. The, 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 particularly, the, the everything from the chase scene, from the motel where they made the homemade bombs, basically everything after the sex scene, yeah. becomes a horror movie. <laughs> um, it, you know, you've got the you, like the stalking scenes. The you, you know the, they think they've killed it, and then it it raises out the rubble when it's just the skeleton. the The score changes; it becomes much more sharp and dynamic. And the whole um, y- factory scene towards the end is shot like a horror movie. It's and it's terrifying. The scene when Kyle Reese goes one-on-one with the Terminator without weapons, pretty much other than a couple of explosives is terrifying. Cause you know, at that point, well, Kyle Reese is done for. <laughs> um, Unless he's got a great rock. <laughs> he's got a fucking windows 10 installer. It's <laughs> like, this will do it. <laughs> yeah. Or he's got Wolverine's claw or something. Exactly. But he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, Michael, you, beyond on. has, doesn't have that. Um, I think, I think Terminator is, a, is an awesome movie. I I think I do go back to this regularly and I will always go back to it. And what's fun actually is you just mentioned a, a series of scenes that are all in the director's cut. Oh, are they? So all oh, those scenes, the taking out the eye, the responding to the person through the door, the fixing his hands. those are all director's cut scenes.
0: I think I've only ever seen the director's cut. It's just like Terminator 2, which yeah. we'll get onto in a second. I've only ever seen a director's cut. So when people go, oh, have you seen it? I always respond. Infinitely better. Cut.
1: Yeah, infinitely better the director's cut. Um, fantastic do you want Terminator would definitely be on my list it's a potential it could be it could be Terminator going into 85 Commando directed by Mark L Lester uh, so this is a retired special forces colonel going after to rescue his daughter uh, from a, a group of his former their subordinates aren't they yeah. his old crew his cronies um, obviously in this one Benedict is the bad guy yeah, this is this is the one-liner film. This is
0: where it spawns from. All of these one-liners. He's a liar, though. He promises to kill him last and He doesn't. Liar. I love that sort of stuff. I think this is probably the best action. When he's the Terminator, he's just walking around killing people mercilessly. This one is his best uh, action, I would guess, if you weren't an unkilling machine. It's hard, mm. hard to compare to him, because in one of them, he's kind of invulnerable. So the best action scene for me of all time is the idea of him walking through a police station just... Not cover, just walking up to people, shooting them. The panic, I think, it's really well shot as well, especially the scene. Whereas in this one, it's obviously it's a it's a time story. It's a bit like Twenty Four. I know it's not shot in real time, but there's the element of time. He has to get there before his plane lands, and I still don't really know how the you know how the, how the logic works in that <laughs> plane being one of the fastest modes of transport, and he just hitchhikes there. Um, the villains are pretty good, memorable. The script is good, and do you know what? The action holds up. To me, though, Commander. Commando is really good until you compare it to another film that's coming up and then if you have to choose between the two in my opinion you'll have to have your opinion on that. there is no choice there's one film that that is an upgrade to this film several ways
1: yeah C- Command- I like Commando it is from the front cover if you were ever to judge a movie from its front cover you know what you're getting with this one you know like Schwarzenegger muscles out you know <laughs> grenades and guns and just him you know that is all the poster is with the movie with the word sorry commando fuck it you know what you get with this film and it doesn't doesn't disappoint it is you know just short of two hours of just non-stop action and over the top bazookas rocket launchers and yeah, all that stuff. I I I don't rush back to watch it but I enjoy it every time I watch it because it is an absolute joyous slice of 80s action. And I've the kids brilliant in it. And that's very rare especially for the it's 80s a, action film. It's Alyssa Milano, isn't it? A very young What oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. She's
0: fantastic. I've I really liked the child and I just during this during this period and then we said this last week on the Wrestling, there's something about the Hollywood industry that wants to get really ripped men uh, to hang about with children constantly in all those films. It works in this one, like if that's a really early performance, she's brilliant. I think in it's this.
1: the it's the mechanic, isn't it, of you know the, you that you need someone that, really strong. Someone so vulnerable. That's their the, their vulnerability is something as innocent as a child. It <laughs> tends <laughs> to be the the plot device, doesn't it? The, the problem is though, the film Santa with muscles exists with a whole coke in. <laughs> they're not all perfect, James. They're not all Oscar winners, let's be honest. Um yeah, I I, I love Commando. Um I don't think it's my choice though. No, it's, it's not mine. And I'll tell you why.
0: It's a really great film until what I would call an upgrade comes on in a few years, which you're about to mention. So let's go with uh, 87, Predator. That's the film. <laughs> I just think, you know, if you look at the settings and, and the guys, the one-liners, the team that gets together... Predators is probably one of my favourite action films of all time. I fucking love this film. You did an episode on it with a good friend, Cream and Sam, when we did a break once for one summer, and I was devastated that we did Predators. Predators is actually one of my favourite films. I think it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, phenomenal. Bearing in mind that with all your character development, the final part of that film, you, you only know one character, but he does such a good job. He does such a good job of acting that you care i know it sounds really stupid emotionally you're invested in all the other characters because mm. dutch is the one that you you learn the least about so jesse ventura's character you know with his friendship with his guy uh the native american hunter the one who's like all natural billy billy sorry i forgot his name he knows it the only thing you know about dutch is towards the end he's like oh shit mm. <laughs> oh he can do it so dutch is the character you actually know the least about He's the one that goes toe-to-toe with an alien covers himself in mud and uh finn <laughs> Still,
1: don't and then either. cinema history cinema history indeed that film uh, uh, you know i'm going back and plug in the, that episode of that we did the predator but it was so much fun and yeah i mean this is when right, i get it. Ligger, it wasn't in it well, Schwarzenegger i get it. Swartz, started really becoming you know the the leading man in this He's smoking a cigar throughout the whole movie um even though he wasn't supposed to he just did he? yeah the, <laughs> he, he just kept putting a cigar on that they actually write it in the script because he just constantly had one uh, in his in his hand at all times. So, so they are with uh, Robert Downey Jr. eating on the Avengers certainly it he's yeah he was just eating. So they were like fuck it, eat. <laughs> but um, Predator, I, I love. I think I think you know that that taking out one by one because I always forget actually when I watch this movie, I always forget the opening bit. I always forget that actually you get to see that squad. Yeah, you know those special commandos going in and doing a mission. You yeah, know, and, being being
0: a special commando. Yeah,
1: which again. It, it, they're not really, I'm not going to say the stealth, you know, with their uh, abilities, you know, they, they just go in and blow the shit out of this place. Yes. It's like, it's so over the top. It makes you think because they actually do it, they
0: go over the top and kill people. It it makes you think what did the first squad do? Cause there's a first squad that go, they get haunted by the predator, but they don't blow anything up. So the suggestion is they stealth. And the predator was like, well, I love you then. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: Yeah. I, I, and the movie starts with the skinnings and, you know, the, the skinned bodies, which, you know, as a kid, that was probably the first time where I saw something like that existed. I saw this movie way too young, yeah. and I was like, "God, that's disgusting." And also in this, uh, I remember this is how dumb I was as a kid. But bearing in mind, I was like fucking six or seven when I watched this movie, eight probably. Um, there were like uh, must uh, Billy that who in real life was absolutely fucking wild. Apparently, he had his own bodyguard on set to make sure he didn't attack any of the other actors.
0: that's who you want.
1: Um, he uh. When in that line where he's like, uh, "Gorillas must have done this." I didn't think gorilla fighters. I thought like, "Well, the apes like they don't skip people, do they? Do they? are vegetarian." <laughs> I was like,
0: "No, joking. you were a really fucking dumb child." Weren't you? I was, yeah, I was <laughs> young Jones. Are you joking? I um, no, I, I really like this. Although standout performance, I know it's say yeah, I know it's an episode on Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse Ventura, because fuck it, he's brilliant in this.
1: He, this is the better Jesse Ventura Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, yeah, because Running Man's not that great. <laughs> was um, but it's also too off the bat, starring alongside uh, Bill Duke as well, in who's in uh, Commando and Predator. who I love Bill Duke, uh, yeah, Bill Duke's voice
0: actor. that's maybe one of the best voices in the world, yeah. Also, and the, man,
1: that, the man shaves
0: in the jungle, I was gonna say, they shaves with just a knife, yeah. In a scene that's terrifying mm. because he's just stood there, he's just stood there, like blankly staring forward, like cutting himself with a knife. You're, you're right, Bill Duke. You're I right,
1: know it's right. a proper razor, or
0: oh, is it a razor? I no, it's a forget. proper razor, yeah. Oh. But you ain't got time to bleed. Mm. I know that's Jesse Ventura, but I wanted to say it because I wasn't there for the Predator episode, so fuck you.
1: That's why you weren't there, James. You got your (laughs) references wrong. Uh, 99. I know we're skipping a few. Get over it. I mean, if you look at a movie, I mean, I, I know we're skipping, we must be skipping Raw Deal. That was somewhere in the 80s, but that... Raw Deal was like Commando, but toned down and all the action saved for the third act. So if you're a Schwarzenegger movie fan, you kind of go into it thinking it's going to be Commando. Because again, yep. the front cover, him, just him, Raw Deal, gun. Uh, but most of the action doesn't happen to the third act where he kind of goes to a, a mill and just fucking lays waste to everyone. Don't actually remember Raw Deal. It's alright movie. It was, yeah, it was alright. I remember
0: you bringing it up in a quiz once. And I mm-hmm. remember you telling me, answer for that. I don't really know what that is. Oh, it's, it's definitely
1: worth checking out if you're just watching a movie. I think I've night.
0: seen it, but I just don't. It leaves no impression on me, which is a very sad side of
1: it. I just remember uh, Satisfaction by Rolling Stones was in the soundtrack, and that's what's playing when he goes on <laughs> when the shoot. Yeah, oh, right, fair yeah. Well, he's, that's in the car as he's driving in. It, yeah, I, I remember. Oh, that, that sounds movie pretty going cool. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all right to leave. It's all right to leave it. Total Recall, ninety nine. Paul oh. Verhoeven. I, do you know what? It's
0: based on a book, a book that I've read. It does that thing that they did in the early 80s and 90s. You fucking
1: flew right off the handle. Love it. Did not get this movie the first time I watched it. Oh, I,
0: do you know what? I love everything about it. I love... Do you know what I love about it as well? People still talk about it to this day. What does it really mean? I, If you still still asking what you really mean, I don't think you understand the story, but that's fine. Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Everything he asked for in his fantasy comes true, including the end, which is a clear sky over Mars, which is the last thing he asked for in his show. But is there anything wrong with that? No, I think it's a great film. I think he's perfected by, wait a minute,
1: who's the villain in this? Oh, it's everyone's favourite. Uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. It's, uh, oh God, why can't I remember this guy's name? Michael Ironside. Michael, it's, it's great. It's, he, Michael Ironside is the first baddie. Who's
0: was the second baddie. Who's the other baddie. He oh, it's, an 80s film from it, Robocop. It's thingy, yeah. It's, from um, Beverly Hills Cop where he doesn't play the villain. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Put me out of my misery. Um, anyway, so it's got everything you need from a fucking uh, 80s film. Uh, sorry, early. Well, it's, it's an 80s film, so filmed in the 90s. It's a great film, great sci fi, great story. Really like the idea of business controlling air on Mars, the rise of mutants. All of this is fantastic and really well played. And, um, the only downside, the only thing I don't believe is Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a fucking builder at the beginning. Again, there should have been a scene where he's just like taking. It's the future, so why don't you just invent super steroids? Yeah, <laughs> just be like, maybe that's what everyone looks like. But no, he's just like, yeah, I'll do this work. He goes home to Sharon Stone. He's like, yeah, you've been a builder. Yep, it's I like, know, fucking sh- sh-
1: bullshit. <laughs> Sharon Stone should have had a scene where she just goes. Come on, his name's Quaid, isn't it? They go, come on, Quaid. You've never been this unhappy since you left the gym. <laughs> Wink <laughs> <laughs> and nod to the fact that you're fucking inch. Mate, it's got uh, lots, Ronnie Cox, Ronnie
0: Cox has got everyone's. It's got possibly movies' favourite growth on it. Just Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> um, name a more popular growth, internet. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I just I think it's a cracking film. I, but you. Does it have any merit? Yes. There's a scene where he like he, he kind of like kidnaps. I don't really understand this. He kidnaps a cab by stealing the taxi driver, ripping the robotic person apart. Go on. Really like the idea of the future. Everything going wrong. Think what happens with this story is. Uh, what I really like about this film is the storyline propels it at like a hundred miles an hour. There's no time to stop, and that's good because if you stop for a second, then that's when you that's when you get in trouble with this film. If you think about anything for more than two seconds, just like. Well, how would a guy get away with murdering most of the population of Mars? You know, that sort of thing. But it doesn't matter because there's mountains under Mars and you can get oxygen, free oxygen, which will instantly save everyone, despite the fact they've had no oxygen for 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, if you the storyline is a 100 miles per hour and it works in its favour because you don't have time to think of the plot holes of which there are many, because it doesn't matter. You go in, you go in, you go in, you're there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, again, watching this way too young, being fascinated by all sorts. I had my nan, who I'd spent a lot of time with growing up, loved Schwarzenegger as well. So she showed me a lot of these movies. Like, you
0: fucking awesome. She was yeah. awesome.
1: Like, I remember this one time being dropped off. I must, I shit you not, I must've been 10, probably nine or 10. Second, my parents closed the door. She's like, right, sit down alien. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember when that movie started thinking, Ooh. fuck, I cannot wait to tell people I've seen alien. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I remember this is one of the movies where as a kid watching it up into the bit where he sees a pre-recorded video of himself talking back to himself. I was like, I do not know what's going on. And <laughs> it was only to like being an adult going back and rewatching it. I think just before the remake came out, the Colin Farrell one.
0: Which I haven't seen.
1: Um, before I watched that, that's nowhere near as complicated as this. That's much more linear. Mm-hmm. But there is a break and back connection because this, the original had the Dean Norris in it. Yeah. And I did. I think Cranston's in the remake, wasn't he? Oh, is he? I've not I seen think, it. I thought he was. So where do you
0: stand on Total Record? Do you think it's all in his head or do you think it's. Is to me, it's so plainly obvious that it is in his head.
1: Yeah, I, 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 think it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really comment that much without rewatching it. But I, I think that was my opinion of it last time. I think. How do I feel about the movie on in a whole? It is incredibly enjoyable, instantly um, quotable and memorable. There, some of them key scenes. Um, I'm thinking about uh, Michael Ironside's departure from the movie. What in particular? Um, well, but I, the scene
0: where the guy sweats is brilliant. Yeah. But but I love that if he had been wrong, that would be mm. brilliant. If he, you yeah. he imagine sweating a guy's head and shoots him and you just think, well, what if you've got a really good imagination? Yeah, I remember <laughs> things like,
1: you know, that that mining vehicle and just thinking like, God, that's like terrifying that thing, you know. But um, yeah, yeah and the whole, all the Mars scenes, obviously the ending, you know, yeah. which gets a bit OTT with the- We on about it. It's perfect. Yeah, that's, that's graphics, what happens, right? Them graphics still hold up.
0: <laughs> Do you know the, the bit that terrified me as a kid was, I don't know why, is when uh, the taxi driver gets out his mutated arm. But for no reason to to like to like quell people down. It's like, oh don't worry, I'm also a mutant. And then I was like, ugh.
1: Yeah. Ugh. He turned out to be a bad guy. He did turn out to be Double a bad guy. It, mate.
0: But you know, am I gonna pick this film? Do you know what? it's on a possibility. However, you have already mentioned two films that I would probably pick over it: Terminating the Predator. So that's that's I've only got one film to choose. And I'm going to a desert island.
1: Yeah, and does this does this make sense, right? That... <laughs> No, don't no, that, that that it is a sci-fi movie, but although it was set in the nineties, very much a byproduct of the eighties, yeah. but it felt like the sixties. Oh, I kind like, of like that. Movie. Like it had that Logan's Run esque feel to it. You know, early seventies like the soundtrack, the synthy feel to it, the the general aesthetics of the movie. It looked like it was very much inspired by movies. Like, I'm thinking probably Westworld. Well, that's a really good shot. I'm really thinking that, that kind of thing, you know, about this holidays and sci-fi and how you can transport either virtually through your memories or through your fantasies or whatever it is.
0: Do you want know my biggest problem is? is, is we're going to break from our source now for a sec just so I can make this point. Do you know what the biggest problem with movies nowadays is I find is is I love the 80s and the 70s versions of the future because mm. they were always kind of like this. They're kind of dark and grimy or, you know, The Running Man, there's a great bit which takes from Robocop, the idea of like commercialization, and the film breaks up with its own commercials. I fucking love that. Mm. When we look at the future now, it's always like, it looks like an iPod, you know, it's just like so bright and shiny. I missed the '80s version of the future, yeah, more personified by Back to the Future, which i have brilliant. If 2011 had been like, like it should have been in Back to the Future, it would have been fucking phenomenal.
1: I think I think a lot of like '80s movies about the future was always about making day to day life more more easy, and it's normally centered around floating cars and coffee machines. <laughs> that, coffee machines that are supposed to make your life easier but malfunction all the time. Yeah. You know, it's a comedy hack. But yeah, you're right. They never really kind of, or they make a bold statement like a celebrity becoming a president and those kind of things. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not really into those uh, futuristic movies that I like them to go balls deep, mate. Like we're living on a different planet, you know, with, just, the, with the fish people.
0: <laughs> I, that's what I mean. I just, so when I'm looking at this, this idea of future is brilliant. And then the remake of Total Recall, I imagine their future to me wouldn't have, I would have been a bit annoyed. Nah. Mm. Total Recall, brilliant film. Yeah. I really like it. Uh,
1: I've got two better choices, though. We can only pick one. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to let you drown. Totally And if aliens do come down from Mars and we have to show them an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, it's probably not going to be this one. It'll be Mars tanks yeah, um, with three boobies. What about, uh, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times then, going back to his uh, roles with Jesse Ventura, the running man in 87, directs by Paul Michael uh, Glacier. Dystopian future, uh, a falsely convicted policeman gets his shot at freedom, but he must first take part in a TV show where contestants battle against killers for their freedom.
0: I like this more than I thought I did. I remember I remember thinking I didn't like this film. I don't know why. I, I quite like it. Also, when you're watching it, you're thinking, oh, this is just like a Battle Royale, but Battle Royale came after. So what's wrong with this being like, if you think about it, this is a blueprint for films like The Hunger Games, mm. that sort of thing. The idea of of people of an underclass, or criminals in this case, fighting for other people's entertainment. i really, do you know what?
1: <laughs> or like the Romans, you know, and all yeah. these other, like, but, um, civilizations that used human sport to 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 tame the masses so they weren't aware of the bigger issue at, at hand, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize about your history. to go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and they
0: have I really like it. And do you know what I really like about The Running Man? It's the villain. Yeah. Like the Saturday night entertainer. Like, to me, that's... Dake. <laughs> is that that's an index future? Just like wait, hey, let's oh, we kind of do anyway. You just like eat cow's anus, and then in the future, it will be like shoot that man. <laughs> yeah, it's where Saturday Night Entertainment I feel like is going, and the audience are not like ravenous. They're like there's old ladies, and I do you know want when I was watching, I was thinking this is more insipid than if you if you remade it now, there would be like people screaming, mm. kill him, you know, like they've all dressed up as goths or something, you know, something really something that a producer thinks young people would dress as. Mm. Whereas in this one, it's. Little old ladies going, kill him. That's more terrifying. Yeah. I, do you know what? I think the director had a vision for this film and I think it worked. Again, not really that um, 100% correct to the source material. In a way, I think it really worked. The problem is I cut it off before the ending and I can't. I think I do remember being vaguely bored by the ending because they fake a lot of the stuff and I know that's trickery, image trickery, which... They use for propaganda purposes yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing. And that's a really cool idea. However, I, I think it left a bit of a sour taste in the end. I don't think the ending's as strong as it needs to be. But I, when I was watching it, I was like, I actually do like this film. Mm. And it's a lot shorter than I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hour our 36 or something like that, is
0: it? Um, I don't, I, the parts of it are unnecessary. Like when he, then they stick, then he stick the the lady he kidnapped in the first act in there with him. I, don't, I still don't really understand why. I think it's because she starts uncovering. That is fake and he's been put there for and he's innocent of the crime that he's in there for. But do you know what? Best villain, which I never saw coming. I thought he was a cracking villain Ann and mm. Deck. The yeah. Ann and Deck villain. Brilliant. <laughs> Good shout.
1: Yeah, I, I I like the running man. I, we'll always get this these versions of TV entertainment being brutal. And, you know, like you said, you already quoted things like The Hunger Games and um, obviously um, Jurassic Games, which is obviously. now available on uh, NAR TV. Is it? Which has a five star rating, apparently some fuckers not seen that so. it's terrible that <laughs> movie uh, yeah so I think we're always going to get that Running Man I suppose was a bit of a blueprint for that Yeah, um, it is entertaining it is worth a rewatch but it's not it's not top Schwarzenegger is it no it's not top it's not top five you
0: know, I, I, you know what it pains me to agree with you because you know I love to disagree <laughs> no I do agree
1: uh, I know we are kind of going a bit about the place but let's go to T2 to set, uh, sorry, directed uh, by James Cameron, obviously in 91. A cyborg identical to the one that came back in 1984 as we reprogrammed, but this time to protect the future leader of the resistance, a 10-year-old John Connor, played expertly by this uh, in this by uh, Edward Furlong. Yeah. He's fucking he's, he's 10 years old. He's apparently in this movie. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you remember
0: when I was 10, I think I might maybe still piss in the bed. <laughs> alone I was around Alien. <laughs> <laughs> he's robbing from a cash machine. Um... Do you know what go. If I know I'm not that tall person, but if you look at his body shape, it's probably the best shape he'd ever be in. As in, uh, if you look at it from a movie standpoint, he wasn't overly muscly. The six pack, he was kind of, look, he looked effortless. He looked cool. He's tall. Pairing with a kid again, but this time it works in the favor. And you don't get the killing machine that you got from the first one. Cause uh, a director's cut again, I believe. And they cut open his head, change his microchip so he can learn. So he starts to evolve. So he, he actually acts kind of like a simpleton child who slowly starts to evolve. He learns how to smile, which is a bullshit
1: scene. But instantly makes that movie brilliant. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, but weirdly, but really, so actually if you'd argue more acting than mm. Terminator 1, where in Terminator 1, is absence of acting is what draws you in. In this one, it's his absence of acting, but then he does evolve mm. as a character as the film goes on.
1: To but me- It goes back to that point we were saying about- Muslim men or or superhero characters looking out for a kid is something that connects with audiences, particularly of this time, and you had to then make The Terminator more human-like to get that connection for audiences, for parents watching that movie to kind of associate with.
0: So you great. So you've got great Ryan. You've got a great storyline. You've got the greatest version of the Terminator. You even get a great cameo from Michael Bien. Bien. Mm. Bean. Whatever we decided. We got it wrong last time. We've got it wrong every time we say it, mate. It's probably named Kraken. There you go. (laughs) Michael Kraken. (laughs) Michael Kraken. However, there's one thing that we're not mentioning. If you need, if the best Schwarzenegger movie does, Schwarzenegger's not even the best thing in it because you've got fucking Sarah Connor, who at this moment is quite possibly one of the best action heroes of all time yeah. because of this film. Yeah. And do you know what? We did the Terminator episode and we barely talked about Honest Schwarzenegger when we talked about this film because Sarah Connor is fucking phenomenal in this film, especially seeing scene where she breaks down when she's killing cyborgs, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and I just really love this. I, this film to me, See, this is what I don't understand about myself. is I'm dead set. I prefer Terminator 1. I think it's a better film. But we're talking about Terminator 2. I've got a smile on my face, mate. And I, I want to watch this film. It's the one film I haven't seen this week.
1: Terminator 2 is is easily the film I watch the most from Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's easily. It's it's instantly rewatchable. Every year I'm going to watch it. Every year I enjoy it. It's one of the best things about that movie, other than certain characters. Also, especially mention to Robert Patrick, who your job is to be more terrifying than the Terminator in the first movie. Yeah. You're half the size, a third of the size of Schwarzenegger. He does that stoic, deadly assassin um, policeman as well for the majority of this movie. So he could be anyone they want to be after the game's up, you know, after yeah. he may as well like come after him. You well, know, just
0: was like a president.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just for <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. fuck it. <laughs> you know, he's fucking terrifying. Going all the way to that scene, I would have loved to have been in the cinema had it not been... Revealed that uh, Schwarzenegger is the, um, uh, good guy. is the good guy. Up until that scene in the uh, in the arcade or in the shopping mall, where they both come in the. Now, I know in one of the versions, you see Robert Patrick kill the policeman to get his uniform but in the other cut you don't and that may, I thought was the, the superior cut because up until that point you didn't know who the good guy was Wasn't I believe that's what they were going for in the trailers but the marketing campaign
0: was like no you need to sell Arnold Schwarzenegger now big star as the good guy because mm. they won't watch it as a villain which kind of ruins the point because you're supposed to think as a movie goer up until that point mm. oh my god the Schwarzenegger's a game because he's running away from Schwarzenegger and his Robert Patrick then appears. And then he's like, and then Schwarzenegger says, Get down. Mm. And then, and they dangerously close to an accent then. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, I would completely agree. That to me makes more sense as a movie guy. Yeah. The only downside I believe, when I watched this film, the kid who showed it to me was like, Oh, it's like the first one, but he's a good guy in this one. So it was kind of ruined before. Yeah. However, this one has to be number one contender already because it's got Xander Berkeley and everyone fucking loves Xander Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah. It, in his, in his famous, most famous role, Man Getting
1: man, Stabbed. Man, <laughs> man Stabbed Whilst Drinking Milk. But instantly, people know who you're talking about. Yeah. That. yeah. yeah. But I, this movie is is brilliant as well. I think, paced to perfection, every moment of this, of this film, you're like, oh, we we'll are get into that scene, here it comes, or whatever it is, right the way to the smelting pot, the place of the end. Um, which would later be used as the backdrop for the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, a great film! As I'm as always well. going to throw that in there as trivia because I think that's a phenomenal.
0: There is, um, and do you know what? It's a long film, especially the director's yeah, score. Yeah, yeah. Two twenty. You're aware it's a long film, but you don't care, mm-hmm. and that's a testament. That's mm. such a good. It's a, do you know what? I remember watching it as a kid. Even as a kid, it held my it held my attention.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it still does now. I'd never get bored of any any point in this
0: movie. It's a shame, though, isn't it that this film gave rise to like the Terminators after. So you always have to blame, in some way, this film <laughs> to yeah. show that a sequel could work. And it broke the sequel curse. And you know, it's one of the best sequels of all time. It does that rare thing where it is a... Sorry, you might be able to hear my cat. Um, it, it did a rare thing where it was able to surpass the original mm. in some ways. Don't because it, wrong, it changed the genre. Because it changed the genre. And there's only one other film I can really think of done that. That's Alien. The amount of times you can have that debate with someone, which is better, Alien or Aliens. How many times you you have the debate? Which is better, Terminator, Terminator 2. I just think Terminator 1, as a horror film, is phenomenal. Mm. Terminator 2 is an action film, just like Alien A is. And do you know what? There's nothing wrong with that.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, Terminator 2 is a strong contender, possible for my number one pick.
0: It is possible. However, I've done a bit of research, and I know which one one is.
1: I'm going to go to 94 next and talk about a movie that I was never too fond of, but is a cult classic. And that is... True Lies from 94. You fucking avert me here, mate. We're keeping on the James Cameron train. This is a movie that I am aware of how long it is where every time I watch it. Uh, anyone hasn't seen it, it's a it's about uh Schwarzenegger in this one plays a fearless secret agent uh whose life is turned upside down when he suspects his wife might be having an affair uh with a used car salesman. Played by Bill Paxton. Yep. Uh whilst at the same time, terrorists are smuggling in nuclear warheads into the USA. It is a American version of James Bond.
0: That's I, what they went for. Yeah. The, the problem is, the problem that you and I are going to have here is, I fucking love True Lies. I think he's brilliant. I, I, and I, do you know what mm. you say is, you know, you're well aware how long it is. <clears throat> I love it. I love every aspect about it. The slow scenes. The scenes were really, you know, the point about him having an the fair. The storyline is about him pretending to not be, he tells his wife, Jamie Lee Curtis, and his daughter, which I believe is Elizabeth Ducasse. Elizabeth, she plays Faith in a, a Buffy and Angel. Um, she he pretends to lie. He says that he is a you know a software salesman who goes to the gym a like? lot. Obviously, because what nerd doesn't constantly go to the gym? Tom
1: Arnold. <laughs> 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 so-
0: <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> Hi. you okay? there? Sometimes you know, what, mate. I knew he was in it, but I didn't expect you to throw it at me like that. <laughs> yeah. Tom Arnold—it's because you were so quick as well. It's like you knew that point was going to be made. <laughs> but no, you got a good shout, Tom Arnold. But basically, he spends. <laughs> Do you want Tom Arnold's really good in this film? I really liked the yeah. comic, the comedic element of this. I really like this film. Jamie Lee Curtis—I've always been a huge fan of. She's drop dead amazing in this. She spins on a she spins on a wheel. She's up there with Arnold Schwarzenegger for for quickly changing a character. She's like the devoting wife, but then at the same time, she's like ultra cool. By the end of it, fucking the scene. <sighs> anyway, they dropped the storyline, the main terrorist storyline, so they can deal with the affair bit with his wife. Mm. And then the terrorist literally jumped the plot line and come in in the middle of that and go, we're still in the film. <laughs> don't, I, know, don't know if you remember that
1: bit, but there's a scene where they just run in and they're like,
0: oh yeah, you were in this film.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love this movie for because he's it, very aware of what it is. You know, it is very aware of the James Bond spy-like, over-the-top gadget. In, uh, uh,
0: um, Even the x-rays when they're walking through the thing are ridiculous. Yeah.
1: You know, the the finale scenes, all of it. There's oozy <sighs> down the stairs. All that stuff is all over. The- the, you know, the writers were like, fuck, we can't get anything else in this. Put Schwarzenegger on a horse at some point. Right, fine, we'll get that in there. You know, it's just going through the city. Yeah, yeah, we've got this. It's just got everything in it. It is entertaining. It, it's just... For me, it's not a go-to movie. If it, if I was flicking through the channels and it was on, regardless of wherever it is, I would probably keep it on. If it was halfway through, I'd be like, yeah, I know the beginning. You know, if it was just starting, I would probably go, uh, you know, I've got work tomorrow.
0: No, oh, though, I Do you know what? I, This film isn't on enough for me. I'd love True Lies. And every time it's on, I might go seek it out because it's a film I don't own and I don't know why. And do you know what? At the end, when Tom, Tom Arnold's giving out, it's like, next time you're in a fan, Harry. <laughs> I really like that. Every aspect of this film I actually quite enjoy. Do you know what? I quite like True Lives. Is it top tier, Schwarzenegger? Yes, I think it is. I think it's top tier as well. Is it? Is the storyline as good as Terminator and Terminator 2 and is the action as good as Predator? No, but this is this is a good, fun film. Mm. This is what I want in 94. What do I expect from a 94 action film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger? This. Perfect. Yeah. I fucking love True Lives. Was it 94? Was it 97? 94. No, no, it's 94, yeah. Yeah, so to me, this is peak 94. This is peak, sorry, this is peak 90s uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Near in his prime. And I've got no problem with that whatsoever. Colour me Arnie. I mean, because then he did Junior the same year. It so came out the same year. Do you know what your problem with Junior is? Is that I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger would ever give birth to a baby. <laughs> it's
1: It's... it's <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think
0: you know, if you put him alongside Danny DeVito, I think if one of them's gonna get pregnant, it's gonna be Danny DeVito. Well
1: yeah, and also you think, did Danny DeVito come out of Schwarzenegger? You know, <laughs> like it's some weird twilight movie. It's really weird. I love they were trying to recapture the magic of twins.
0: Yeah. Uh and twins is a cracking film, but basically the moral of this, the moral of twins is they're genetically created and there's the scene that sums the whole thing up, is Danny DeVito says, Oh, so they made all the good bits out of you and I'm all the shit. And it's mm. like yep. <laughs> It's like, what a dick move.
1: Yeah, that, that 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 is. there's a lot of heart in that scene, isn't there? Bless it. I, I think the pairing we should have got, which might have made it make more sense, was Mr. Freeze and Penguin uniting in the third Batman movie. Yeah. Which wouldn't have made sense considering yeah. they both want a, a planet full of ice. Yep. Instead he pairs up with Uma Thurman and he wants I to turn it into a subtropical climate and he wants a frozen climate, James.
0: I can't think, I can't, you obviously forgetting the amount of flowers that grow in the Dothball. Yeah, yeah, it's well known for
1: its flowers. <laughs> yeah, it's vegetation, mate. But I think Junior. The, the the problem The problem with Junior is you go, oh yeah, yeah, Junior. But you, no one can ever really remember much of it, other than Schwarzenegger gives birth in it, and then at one point he dress up as a woman and towards and the I, end of the oh movie. Oh my
0: god, what the fuck is that? Yeah, about?
1: like all right, Emma Thompson was in that movie. She was. I remember
0: that, but I also remember the skeletons in that movie. <laughs> Skeletor spent the entire movie trying to get pictures of pregnant Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Frank Langella. <laughs> What a thespian.
0: <laughs> oh, you, Frank Mangella. He could, mate, give him a spoon and he could give you an Oscar winning performance. What, yeah. a, what a champ. Yeah. Could, Not mate, what an Oscar though. I know, but, <laughs> but, but, but whatever shit
1: you give him, he'll <laughs> fucking, oh, I'm going to put you in this and you need to go act the opposite fucking half that, naked. That movie, Frank and the Robot with him in it. Yeah, brilliant. F- phenomenal movie. Yeah. Phenomenal um, film. Try of the, uh, James
0: Marsden's in that trial of the uh Chicago 7 he plays the judge and he's fucking brilliant isn't Is because you hate him so much and mm. that's his role
1: in the film uh so
0: he's still going strong he's still brilliant
1: yeah I, I think my problem for Junior is that it's 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 forgettable I'm sorry I know um you know on Twitter Hansel Solo Hanna wrote out saying that that was the number one pick for her but I just can't remember much of it I no, can't I... remember any key scenes other than the end I can I, I can't remember he... it
0: believe there's a funny joke where he starts talking about how tender his nipples are.
1: Yeah, I remember those kind of bits. That's, that's like, yes.
0: And, and I'm, I'm well aware of this. He steals an embryo from a chimpa.
1: <laughs> well, there you go, Joe. You know it more than I do. Is it your number one? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, do you know what? How bad would it be if you talked me into it? But what about twins, though, for keeping on the DeVito train? Do
0: you know what? I would keep twins in there. So comedy acting, there's something about a big man and a small man. So... Arnold Schwarzenegger by this point hadn't done that many comedy. Danny DeVito would come from TV background where he excelled in film, a uh, TV series like taxi. He was getting probably at this point, I know he hadn't done throw mama from the train yet, but he was, he was in his golden era. Danny DeVito is a phenomenal actor. And I just think he was the right pairing. I think it was fantastic pairing. It's a good story. However, there's not that much storyline into it. They have to insert like a, the bad brother owes money to it. And it's a fish. The majority of the first two acts is a fish out of water comedy like Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't know anything about microwave or, you know, the clothes he wears because he's been sheltered or, you know, he can lift the whole car on top of it. So it's about Danny DeVito manipulating his brother, his twin brother, because <coughs> he doesn't believe they're twins. Because he shows up and goes, we're twins. And he's like, yeah, of course we are. And do you know what? It's a good film. I haven't seen mm. it in
1: ages, though. Do you think we'll ever get triplets? The, uh, no. the threat of a, of a sequel? This will be this will be remade. Mm.
0: They, they do what I heard. I don't know if it was a joke. Jason Momoa, who seems to be the person you now, I think it want was a remade
1: joke with it, uh, Peter Jenkill. Yeah, I think, I'd watch Dinklage, that. Yeah.
0: I think that was quite funny.
1: Yeah, no, I think they were they were on about doing the the sequel triplets with Eddie Murphy, weren't they?
0: <coughs>
1: <coughs> How? Yeah, well, that, well that was going to be the joke, isn't
0: yeah, it? Okay. Yeah. The fucking, that's a lot of fucking build up time for one joke. Four was like, <laughs> forty years. <laughs> Did you ever
1: watch Escape Plan?
0: Yes. Stallone. Yeah, it did. What do you think of that? I do you know what it be bearing in mind its biggest its biggest drawing point was the first film to bring him bring these two together, which isn't true because they're expendables. Do you know what I thought it was okay? It's Stallone trying to get out of his wheelhouse of not co- he was he was a he's in it, he's intelligent, whilst also quite hard. And Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a person who's locked up who's who's the governor, I believe they call him, which obviously at the time he was no longer governor, he just mm. he'd just come out of office. I thought it was okay. Yeah. It's one of those films like that. It's definitely not going to be on either one of their top lists. It, the the film is exactly what
1: you think it's going to be. It's going to be, the first one will be in cinemas. The sequels will be straight to DVD. Yeah, I, I think for me, I think I started, like I often do at this top of this episode, going down a point and then forgetting to make the point. But <laughs> I think Schwarzenegger's career is defined in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. There's some honourable mentions in the 90s towards the end of it unfortunately the the 2000s were not kind going into 2000s 2002 when you had the the movie that we talked about with collateral damage yes i know he had his political career in that time as well which obviously meant that he wasn't in films as much and i think had the rule not been that you know american president has to have been born in the united states i think he probably would have gone for uh, president after that but you know, those movies like Last Stand and Sabotage, those B movies, even Expendables, which was a really? self-confessed love letter to the 80s B movie uh, action genre. Unfortunately, up until Maggie, he didn't really do much. And then, but even after that, you know, those movies that we talked about, um, Aftermath, uh, Terminator, you know, that he's been back in, Dark Fate, Iron Mask, which I've tried to avoid like the play because it looks huh. so terrible. Yeah. Um, I think his career, you know, you know, talking about the age that he is at seventy-three, it needs that that injection. And my worry is, is that they're going to play on nostalgia to do a sequel. So there's always, again, there's the rumours that he's going to come back for a Predator movie, well, which I know then is the game he's come back for, hasn't he? he well, plays Dutch it, in the game
0: again, again, apparently, sort of the rewrites for the Predator that came out the other year were all basically around the idea of creating a bigger universe so that he could come back into it. And every time they, they caught him, say, like, would he come back? Mm. And apparently, he'll only come back for a big part. So and at like, some point I think they'll cave.
1: So what would do really well knowing, you know, and what do I know? I'm fucking, I I'm, i don't make movies. But to me, what would be interesting would be, you know, a, a story years later where no one believes him that he took down this alien and that he's been um, labelled as a terrorist or a failed mercenary. He set off a bomb, you know, he killed his platoon with this bomb and all this kind of stuff. No one believes him. And he's been slowly deteriorating. And then in his final stage of life in his 70s, a new predator comes down. I was, and, he, and
0: I was going to say, and then he starts like maybe seeing things. He's been hunted himself and there's someone's waiting for him to get back into training because it's not an honourable kill until he gets better.
1: Or the, the movie questions all the way through it, is there a predator or is this all in his mind? Which makes you question the first movie and what right. you saw. And this idea around that, you know, he, he's getting... He's looking at killings on the news, and it could be a reflection on the state of the world. And he's thinking it's a predator, and he, you know, and that to me would be like fucking yes, I want to see that movie. I think *Arnold Schwarzenegger* needs a Copland.
0: I think, yeah, is, do you know what? I think would be really great. And if we're talking about hypothetical films. It could be. an, I love your idea. I think that's phenomenal. That would sit me down straight away. Don't even call it. The title has nothing to do with the predator as well. Mm. Because you don't want to get people there and false hope. Just be like, call it Dutch. Mm. You know, just be like Dutch. The end. <laughs> you know, something <laughs> like that. That's a great idea. Play with the idea that he's not in it. He's phenomenal. Mate, mm. I'm interested now in a film that is not even being made. That's pissed me off. I reckon he just needs... He needs to play a sheriff in a town that's been a horrific murder. and But he's always... Because he used to be a big man. they would like, you need to beat it out of the criminals. But he's like, no, he needs to use his head. Mm. And I just think that'd be amazing. Tommy Jones,
1: no Country for All Men style.
0: No no style. Or, you know, yeah. Yeah, mate. I mm. fucking love to see that. And I think after watching Mike, he's got it in him. I think he's got one great performance left in him. One, mm. One top tier performance it would
1: be nice to see him get the nod from the academy wouldn't it everything he's achieved in his life which most people if you could write a fictional life wouldn't come up with something as good as what sourcing has done in his lifetime and the the multiple things he's done but it would be awesome wouldn't it to see him get that oscar nod or that you know that from his peers saying fucking hey you know like we talked about last week with mickey raw and the rest wrestler yeah doesn't even have to win it. In fact, actually being nominated and not winning it would be fucking fascinating. Just, and would be humble and
0: yeah. But he has to give a, he needs to disappoint a decent film, not fucking Aftermath 12 to happen in. You
1: know, you
0: need to give him something.
1: Yeah. Well, he signed up to do uh, Kung Fury 2. So, oh, yeah. thank God for that. And, and then The Legend of Conan, which we uh, said again, you know, about coming back to revise. It's, and, time, it's
0: time to flog that dead horse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's time. Yeah. Well, they keep, they keep talking about a Conan reboot, don't they? Red Sonja reboot and. Brian Singer was once attached to it.
0: Oh, what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> another bygone era. This is another person's name you can no longer say out loud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I said it, James. Yeah, I'm like I, Arnie I, Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that he does come back. You know, the, the, you know, like say the the Predator movie, you know, uh, um, a, a Terminator movie, you know, where it's not balls to the wall action. You know, it's very tame. You know, like that. I, actually, in Terminator Dark Fate, we said this on the Terminator episode. There is a better movie about a Terminator fulfilling its mission and being stuck in our time when its mission is complete. Like, because you would have to self-destruct, or that, or the second mission would be you need to get into the hands of scientists, i.e., Cyberdyne, so that they can accelerate the production of these machines. You yep. need to give them the technology, the key. Or, oh, but at
0: the same time, they can't do it because they can't do it too fast. So, so maybe the idea was that he has to continue, the the uh, like the like company still needs to make it on time. And so he protects he protects the company, just like mm. this idea that he that takes out like journalists maybe. You know, There's a, a better story in there. But the problem with sequels now is people think you, and it's not a new problem think of like Avengers is the perfect excuse you know New York was in danger then the mm. planet was in danger then reality itself was in danger it, it, the, it's also 24 24 was like start off with a simple assassination then a nuclear bomb then a gas attack and then it was 4,000 nuclear bombs just because you go bigger doesn't mean to say you get better Logan is a story about, Fuck, I was just about to bring Logan oh, sorry, Yeah, right? yeah no, it's perfect, perfect. And, and, but, but Logan works on some levels because it doesn't do that it takes back the films that really excel are the ones that don't do that um Batman Begins is about taking back a city. The Dark Knight is about taking back the soul of a city. The third one, which is probably the weakest, I think, of the three, is when they bring in a nuclear weapon and it's about a city because you've increased the terror. Just because you've increased the terror, you take away the focus from your characters. And that's the problem. with The Terminator, because there's a robot and has no history, you could create so many more backstories. But no, it always comes back in time, has to kill John Connor.
1: Yeah. But again, that paradox that you're describing, that vehicle within sequels, bigger, bolder, badder, you know, more explosive. At the same time, Schwarzenegger's helped to create. I mean, yeah. That Terminator is that, isn't it? It's like, well, we can't do Terminator again. Fuck it. We're gonna do Terminator Two, and it's gonna be balls to the wall. It's yeah. gonna be bigger, bolder, and, and more exciting, and and whatever it is. I'm not but, it
0: doesn't work. I'm just saying it doesn't always work. Do, yeah, yeah. And Logan, probably being the best. I mean, you know, they were fighting for what in Logan is just trying to protect the little girl. Whereas mm. the film before that, I'm fairly certain he was
1: trying to protect the oxygen from being sucked out by the baddie. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I fucking yeah. We have gotta do the X Men films just because they don't make sense to me dude every every two years i'll just watch the x-men for no reason yeah i I, i'm gonna have to try and figure out a week when i've got time to bosh as many x-men movies as i can (laughs) i could probably not watch the third one just because i don't want to (laughs) do you know the first
0: one that is labeled as an action film i'd fucking love to see the action in it it's like (laughs) do you know what happens to a toad who gets hit by electric everything else oh cheers (laughs) <laughs> and then she's a teacher in that <laughs> Fucking
1: thanks, Storm. I start. Wa- <laughs> I started watching the animated series of uh, X Men. Which one? The old one. The old one. Mate. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's on Disney. Yeah, so like, Looks just that, just that feel, yeah. Yeah.
0: But also, it deals with like really complex themes. In it, like the mutants not belonging. The first. Yeah. The first episode is like this. Uh, is it Centurions oh uh, the Sentinels? Mm. Like just like fucking mashing up teenage girls and <laughs> you're fucking done. Yeah. And then later on, it deals with, like, the relationship drama of Wolverine, like, being in love with... It. But you're like, it was a kid show. It was yeah. like, as a kid, I learned so much more. Just like I really liked the Spider-Man animated thing, I uh, show. I always thought that was pretty cool, dealing with emotions of not belonging, never being with your child. Whereas, you know, kids today are just like, oh, let's throw a pie at someone. Mm. Fucking Ant and Dec ruined it.
1: <laughs> Once again. So, yeah, I mean, thinking back to Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger playing an aging superhero who is no longer super or a hero like the mentor and And just needs one last fix. And that could be like, like what Rambo is often tried to do, particularly the last Rambo movie, you know, where Mm -hmm. he's going to save someone from a gang yeah. you know, or something like that, you know, we could, no, I really like that. I, that, that would be an interesting dynamic. He's no longer bulletproof. He's no longer got these things. Do you know
0: what would be the best, the best casting would be that he's the older gentleman. He's the, he's maybe the retired superhero. Like you say, who's, who's as after age, his powers have diminished. And the rock who basically has replaced mm. him as the action hero, if you will, is the new guy who's like cocky and sure. but, and maybe they come across a scene or something together. And you know, he's got the old school intuition but The Rock's got the new way of thinking. Mm. And that, there you Digital know, and analog you know, mechanics but, there. But then it's like, we need to do some good old-fashioned police work. And then The Rock's like, oh no, let's tweet a photo. Mm. Uh, you know, that sort of thing, that different world dynamic mm. would work. Especially because you've got like a natural progression Then you've got the the 80s, 90s action hero, the action hero. Mm. And then you've got The Rock, which is which is the action hero now. We've defined, we've changed genres. Uh, Sorry, the the actors have changed.
1: So I suppose the answer to the podcast question is, what movie would you take on the desert island is the one that we haven't done yet. Which is? The movies that we're talking about, the hypothetical ones. (laughs) No, no, there's two. There's two, I suppose, that we could look at. Um, Because I think we've both saved the the one to last that I think we're both going to agree on. But we haven't talked about Kindergarten Cop. We
0: haven't talked about Kindergarten of, oh, Do you know what? It's really weird that
1: I think you and I have picked the same film anyway, We, we so, have. I think we've, I've worked out now because it's the one we haven't talked about. That yeah, so right. let's do Kindergarten Cop quick. You um, what, this is going
0: to be so fucking devastating at the end when you're like, ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh no, it's time now to turn this mush into muscles. An action, the action film. Do you know what though? I rewatched this not that long ago, like a few months ago. Because it had its 30th anniversary, didn't it? I knew, I think it's still on Netflix or it definitely was on Netflix when I watched it is it opens up with like a, like a fucking murder and a heroin overdose. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just like PG. Yeah. And <laughs> no, cause there's a director's cut where at the end he shoots up the bad guy in the showers at the school and I he's bloody as fuck. Oh no, I'm not saying that. I,
0: mean, I must've seen like half of that cut and then half of the other, uh, basically a criminal has gone, um, gone to jail for a little bit, stolen some money. Um, and they cannot find his ex-wife and his son. So they send Arnold Schwarzenegger to play. He, To be fair, he's not the undercover. He's not the operative. It's a female agent. Mm. But she gets sick the day before, so he has to pretend to be Mr. Kimball, and he teaches a kindergarten class. Comedies issue because, you know, he he can take out bad guys, but he can't shoot a kid. So no, no. <laughs> so he has to learn to, you know, entice them with a ferret. He,
1: all day he's teaching kids, and all night he's at the gym.
0: <laughs> That's the only way. It's the only way it works. Um if pounding protein during the day <laughs> just like lunchtime he's got two rotisserie chickens on the go and um, beats up a child's dad you know the, the best teacher <laughs> <He's> <laughs> sounds the best. like my school yeah <laughs> uh, but basically he's a fish out water comedy he can't deal with kids and the kids piss all over him mm. he's still trying to find this uh, woman so he tries to find the ex-wife and the son so he plays maybe the best game in the best of all his lines hasta la vista baby I'll be back there's nothing more quotable than who is your daddy? Who's <laughs> your what, daddy and what, what does,
1: does he, he do? <laughs> do? <laughs> mate. <what laughs> no, I still think I still think, you know, everyone goes on about like uh, get to the chopper and all that kind of stuff. Put the cookie down put the cookie down <laughs> is the best one. Like that, <laughs> that's the fucking line. Every the way, mate. Every time.
0: Put that cookie down now. Me, I think this is a fucking standard film, Like This is this is this is how you every Every mate, Vin Diesel did it with a pass fight. If you want to be a big action man, Rock did it with Two theory. Mate, you've got to fucking do it with Kiss. Yeah,
1: and do you know what? Actually, we've just gone full circle, haven't we? And given the the pro, earlier when we was talking about, oh yeah, it's a big thing in films where a muscly guy has to look after. It. Why didn't we talk about Kindergarten Cop then? Because naturally
0: we peek in.
1: <laughs> but mate. Mate, everything about this
0: film is, is do you know what I don't actually know if it's good but I do you know what it's, nostalgic. it's a film of it's nostalgia it's a pleasant
1: little movie to watch isn't it I like it it's, I still liked it I I uh, going down memory lane again with this movie I remember watching this film because um, it is a PG but the, I'm certain there is a stronger rating somewhere um, but I remember growing up watching this film in 90 uh, when it was on telly watching it waiting for the X-Files to come on
0: <laughs> seriously yeah I always remember this film being like ITV, like three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, no, this
1: one, BBC Two, waiting for, and I can even remember what the X-Files episode was. That was that what was the X-Files episode? It was the vampire one. Oh, it's not a good one, that one, is it? It was one of the monsters of the week, but it had an is, element of comedy to is it. Is that the
0: one where she's not in it? Is it because Scully disappears for a few episodes? I'm sure one of them's a uh, vampire episode.
1: I think she's in it. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's that one again where the vampires have to ask permission before they come in. Oh, and no, they, that's or they, a or, one. Or they have to count because he throws the rice no, on the that's floor. That's a
0: fantastic episode. I know we've gone off but that's, but that's got the Owen, not Owen Wilson. He's got the other Wilson, Luke Wilson. Yeah. He, that's a brilliant episode. I love that. Because mm. so they're on telly
1: at the same time. Oh, mate. Yeah, growing up was Man, a art treat.
0: Mate, can I just say I fucking love the nineties. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I love the fact that we've spent so long talking about the eighties and, <laughs> and forgot all about the nineties.
0: Mate, the nineties are fucking awesome. Do you know what? Kindergarten Cop. I still think. Do you know what? Balls, balls to everyone that's like Asta vista, It's put the cookie down. That's, <laughs> put the cookie down. That's the best. For, that's the most quotable. So we uh, Well, that that's from Jingle All the Way. Oh, is it?
1: Yeah. Oh well, I'm full. Yeah, it's, shit, when, it, it's when he calls it. calls back to uh, to his house and his neighbours in the house and she's like. And he's like, oh, your wife makes the best cookies. He's like, what are you doing at my house? Because he's obviously trying to sleep with his wife. Yeah. And, um, and then he's like, oh, they're so delicious. And he's like, put the cookie down. <laughs> like, yeah. And because if, if that film was 18, it would be, get out of my fucking house, you <laughs> rodent. Um, uh, so I still think, it's. Then, then I have to change my line. The best line is
0: coffee. Who is your daddy? And, and what he does do? he do? Um, no, do you know what? I think this film holds up. I think it's fun. It's a big slice of fun. You mm. don't need to think about it. Except for I never fucking realised how dark the beginning or the end was. <laughs>
1: Now, if I was trapped on a desert island, or if aliens came down, or if for whatever reason the world was to lose all all films but you could save in a last ditch effort can one we, movie. Can we, can we can we go through it then? So you'd need a kid's sidekick, because obviously best films have a kid's sidekick. You would. You'd need one that is almost pays homage to the genre itself. Yeah. Like a almost- mirror to its own. Self-deprecating self, self self-deprecating as well. Yes. So there's maybe
0: jokes about its own film narrative in it. You know, maybe fourth wall breaks constantly, you know, like all five, all phone numbers starting off with 555. Yeah. Maybe a cam- kind of cameo from Stallone, who we know is his best friend.
1: Yeah, a a, a off-screen rivalry, on-screen yeah. friendship. I think it also needs a thespian villain. It
0: does need a thespian. Do you know what? Technically, I think it would need two. I think it would need it would need a thespian villain. But at the same time, if we're talking about movies, what is the ultimate villain that you must defeat?
1: Death. Mate, 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 I would have death. And I would have someone who potentially helps Hobbits and knows a lot about rings.
0: Mate, that's who I would pick as well, because it only makes sense. Now, what do you want from, I think if it's going to be an action film. It's got to be action. So Mm. I I think he's got to be a cop.
1: I I think so, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) And it's the 90s, isn't it?
0: So your chief would have to be, shout so loud that maybe he shatters glass. Mm. What about if you got shot in the heart? What kind of injury would that be? Nothing, mate. Mate,
1: I'm so fucking happy you and know, I talk about the same fucking film. <laughs> Red Dawn. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, talking about the amazing movie from 1993, Last Action Hero. <laughs> directed by John McTiernan. If you don't know, go do your homework. You fucking sort it out. Go do your homework. Uh, Last Action Hero is brilliant for all the right reasons, this movie. It, I, I rented this movie from Blockbuster as a kid. Uh, we went to the blockbuster every Friday, uh, and I grew up with a brother and two sisters every week. Uh, one of the boys, so me and my brother got to pick a film and one of my sisters, and then you'd alternate. Hands down, we got last action hero 50 times.
0: Mate, you had a good childhood. I, this film's brilliant. Do you mm. want, and also I skipped secondary school to go to the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, it was at a time when I was doing all right at school, so it didn't really mm. matter. I used to skip it all the time and mm. we'd go to the cinema just like this the main character does falls in love with movies. Mm. Do you know what I was really pissed off about is the the main actor uh, the main character the child whose name I've forgotten goes to like a really run down cinema like an old school theater kind of cinema. I always wanted that. I always wanted to, you know, weirdly there's a weird old man in it but then again, you know, it was a nice you could have weird old man. It's
1: Prowski who, uh, who gives gifts. <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, but he he's like your go-to old man. Yeah. In in like kids' movies. Hey, do you know what he'd say?
0: He finds a magical... Do you know what? Fuck it, I love this. There's like, how do we explain... In, how do we explain how he gets into the world of movies? Oh, I got a ticket from Houdini. Fuck it, dude. Oh, dude storyline done.
1: <laughs> what, what I love about this is, yeah, so, you, so you've got a kid who goes into, into the movie world, which as someone of that similar age, when that when I first watched that movie... Mate. That was amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was
1: so amazing. And I loved how everything was movie-like. I loved the, you know, the, we talked about the cameos, the... You know that Robert Patrick's in it. In Robert one Patrick, scene. Danny
0: DeVito voices an animated cat, and no one ever goes. It's an animated cat.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that happens in the over-the-top, the cell, over the the like like we said about the, the making pokes at its own genre. Um, is so fun, and then it gets even more interesting when Sportslayer comes out of the movie it's and like realizes he's not bulletproof and guns don't have infinite ammo.
0: He plays a chicken and he loses something yeah. that's never heard of before. But then the the villain finds that in the real world he's he's, he's, got, enemy, the hands. he's yeah. got the upper hand he's got the upper hand because he comes out and shoots a person and then basically doesn't uh, the immediately the sirens don't start and then the best scene and it's Charles Dance that plays this and then mm. we should mention that because he's fucking brilliant This he just goes hello everyone I have just killed a man and
1: the approach mm. just goes shut up
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mate what a fucking what a fucking film
1: You've also got Tom Noonan in it, the axe-wielding, yellow coat-wearing psychopath. Who's, who's brilliant. When well, he- I just watched Manhunter as well and was like, this dude is like off his head. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, I, for me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. On Schwarzenegger's list, Terminator is the best movie. Yep. It's, for me, it's the best movie. The most fun, it's probably Predator yep. in terms of, again, doing something for the alien sci-fi, you know, basically dialing it up to fucking 11. And, uh, and and really kind of actionizing this the sci-fi world with with Predator. I think them two are ultimately you're right, are the best. T two is the best action movie of all time, probably probably the biggest, bestest blockbuster of all time. But for me, if I was stuck on a desert island, or if aliens came down, or if there was only one movie I could take into the into the next life, it's, it's probably our last action hero. It's
0: fine. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm so glad that we came to the same conclusion. It's just fun. Uh, do you know what? It was a critical and commercial down. It wasn't seen as that good. There's even a scene that I alluded to earlier, mate, where he plays Hamlet. That's why I yes. mentioned it earlier,
1: mate. i You and me,
0: Mam- Hamlet with a shotgun, uh, with yeah. a machine gun. Uh, yeah. He, he's just like he. He says the line and it doesn't. He goes to be or not to be. Yeah. And he like lights a cigar, <laughs> mate. Fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger at his peak, taking the piss of himself, mm. acting really well. I really like. It's a long film as well, mm. but it doesn't feel like a long film. And then the idea when he comes out, because the whole joke is he is a two di- two dimensional character, and when he comes into the real world, he starts saying, "Why do people? You know, why did you kill my son? Because his son was real to him." Mm. And I just thought that was absolutely heartbreaking and and killing. And uh, what a film! What yeah. a performance!
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got to be my number one. I, it, I haven't rewatched it this week because I just couldn't find it, uh, you know, on any streaming site, but I will be rewatching it and celebrating the joys that is Last Action Hero. What a film. Great, And film. the poster yes. as well. Like we don't- Swinging out. Yeah, yeah we, we, we didn't really give enough credit to uh, film posters because obviously podcasts are audio and, and, and not visual, but that poster was epic as well. The bulging muscles, the red t-shirt, the swinging out of it, as you say, out of the theatre screen. Oh, what a film. No. What's a film, mate? I'm F just... Murray Abraham's in it. Yeah, because he plays the.
0: Uh... Oh, he plays the crop cop. So good, mate. I... Do you know what? There's so many. There's so. The... Do you know what? Down point. If you're gonna say anything, is is the scene where they go to like. He's hidden a bomb in a in a flat. Sorry, in a flat. Uh... In a a fat mafia man it's like mm. they call him Tony the gas it's like he will release gas one more time it's like oh fucking it up very safe joke
1: <laughs> yeah yeah only to then how did they get rid of the bomb throw it in a in a in a, in a tar in a load of tar <laughs> which at the same time Jurassic Park was just coming out and there's a big dinosaur it's all tied in you know oh, he's, do you know what it's brilliant I can't remember it came up against something was it Jurassic Park that kind of killed it mm. but do you know what
0: the film might not have got the critical success it might not have got the commercial success oh, I think it's fucking brilliant I love that film and do you know what the, the end scene where the end scene where it all comes together like the the fictional characters alongside the, the real characters. Oh, do you know what, mate? Oh, what a film. I want to watch that. He comes across Arnold Schwarzenegger at one point. It's like, we should do double work together. It's like, shut up, Arnold. Oh, <laughs> I, I, want, that I want the fake Arnold. <laughs> no one loves you.
1: <sighs> Last Action Hero is the film. And in true Sorry You're In My Seat fashion, no one put Last Action Hero when we put it online uh, as, a, uh, as a as as a favourite. So we've got it wrong with the listeners. Yep. They're obviously going to be disgruntled and, and upset. But that's the point of this podcast.
0: Yeah, to irritate people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better. I think it shows off. You know, I've said this point like 80 times, so I don't know why I'm remaking it. I think it shows off all the best aspects of him. Actual drama, comedy, timing, and his fucking action
1: abilities. Mm. Uh,
0: and it's got Charles Dance in it. So fuck you.
1: Yeah, and Charles Dance, like... You know, when I when I was because this was obviously the first this or Rebecca one of those was mm. like the first time that I came in contact with J- Charles Danson. Um he was like a thespian aged actor then the guys this is an fucking aged- brilliant like I mean when you think of his like roles in like Game of Thrones and stuff he's still going so that means he was cheddar then now he's extra mature and, he, and he's getting better do you know what it, the problem is he picked shit movies mm. like I,
0: he did Last Action Hero which is good but then he showed up in fucking as an eco terrorist, maybe they'd like Godzilla, oh, Godzilla yeah. which might have been the worst casting maybe ever.
1: I was I was looking over my notes over there, and I, and, and they, I, I I came across my Godzilla notes, thinking like, and I just put a line in there. I was like, they use a bomb to fight Godzilla, then they later use a bomb to re energize him. Yep.
0: Don't question and it. And
1: then just underneath it, Mofra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're succinct notes
0: because yeah. they're more than
1: I did. I just drew a picture of me feeling sad. <laughs> well, actually, I do my research, James. I do I do my prep, but no. Um, and to be that, fair, Mothra, I was also going to throw in the last minute pumping iron as being the favorite for what it did for you know the the industry of, of bodybuilding and you know the inspiration it gave to so many people that then entered that sport or got into that 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 that, that way of life. You know, the pumping iron, James, the weightlifting.
0: Oh, do you know? What? Okay, mm. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I don't want to comment on it. But then I find the best documentaries about are about things I don't care about. Cause it yeah. makes me I think if a documentary can make me care about someone I do not care about, fucking well played. That's mm. why that, that flat earth documentary was so good, because I just thought they were nut jobs. Now I realise they're quite sad not jobs. And they're not in a horrible way. It makes me care about them because I think oh, what's happened in your life to mm. you think that. So maybe Pumping Iron would be like, i would just like, maybe there's like having not seen it, maybe it deals with like it's it's quite an addictive feeling, isn't it? And you know, when you're pumping iron. So, oh yes, yeah. So maybe, you know, if they deal with that, that'd be really cool. Also, it'd be nice to see Lou now when he's not green. So <laughs> I'm looking forward
1: to that. A pre-green, A pre-green
0: Lou Frigno. And then the other guy who shows up in the Terminator. <laughs> it's the only thing he did, wasn't it? The third guy is the guy who plays Terminator in the future. Yeah, yeah. And you told me that on the Terminator episode. Like, <laughs> I
1: can't remember his name now. Uh, it, the Terminator from Terminator 1. So, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, no, I know. I know but, but not the Terminator. I can't no, remember I his real that, name. No, I think that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we've more than likely forgotten a film at some point but I, I hope not I think we've touched on the majority of his roles obviously we didn't talk about The Expendables but it's because they are mainly cameos and bit parts there are obviously numerous Terminator sequels that I haven't got the energy to talk about Fuck off. No. at any point and we have already done that episode uh, on that but again looking at his filmography talking about the films that we talked about we I I, I Going back, James, if I had a Terminator Time Machine in this podcast, I probably would have gave a little bit more talk about Red Heat because I watched that movie a lot growing up and it's not good. I don't know why I watched it so many times growing up. I only
0: remember the scene where he introduces himself to James Belushi, and even as a kid, I went, That's not John Belushi. <laughs> do you know, do you
1: know, do you know as well, like the, um, we talked about this as well, like, in in film, there's there's Chekhov's gun. The they yeah. will show you something that later on is going to show you again. Yeah. In in this movie, in uh, in Red Heat, it's him holding a hot stone in a sauna, and then later on in the movie, making a reference about holding a hot stone. Because and I always remember, even as a kid, even as someone way too young, we're going, why why are we in this hot sweaty sauna with all these naked men at the beginning of this movie? Oh, that's why. Right. It makes no sense whatsoever. And at the end, he's like, Blue, she says something to him. He's like. So you're like, oh, this must be really difficult. And he goes, try holding a hot stone. And it's like, that makes no sense. There's no context to that. Other than that. We saw this weird sauna scene at the beginning. Good. Bad. Yeah. Good movie though. <laughs> Watched watch that opening scene way too many times as a kid. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah. And obviously Conan, the destroyer we didn't talk about, but um, I think we got the nuts and bolts of it. If we got it wrong, do let us know, reach out to us. Um, but, Ultimately, this episode had one goal in mind, other than naming our favorite—the one that we take our desert island disc, if you like—the one that we're going to take to that desert island. It was just also to just have a, you know, a romp, an hour and forty-minute talk about the career of Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is utterly fascinating.
0: Cracking the uh, the American Dream. Yeah, and of there was Stallone. They came they came mm. here with a dream. They wanted to do something. Mister Olympia. He came from nothing. He came from Nazi stock. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, the human race did a very good job of forgiving them, but it's nice fault. that's what his dad told us to do anyway. We're desperate to get off the topic of the Nazis right now and just say, What a career! Yeah, Fucking yeah. that was I do. I was in there for three sentences and they felt bad. <laughs> Ed, edit them out.
1: <laughs> we don't edit this podcast, James. That has been our show for this week. Do let us know how you get on. If you did like this show, don't forget to leave us a review. um if you can share on social media sites, that'd be absolutely great. Reach out to us if you want to be on a show. Just DM us as long as you've got a USB microphone and a laptop, you can be on a show. So do reach out to us if you want to be on a show as well, um, and let us know what you want to talk about or what you want us to talk about. I think that made sense. Yeah. It is. Other than that, there's nothing left to say. Then. Good afternoon. Good evening. and Good night.
0: And goodbye. No, 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 no. Wait, wait.
1: Uh, redo the ending. Or the whole. The no, goodbye no. Just bit.
0: you need the goodbye bits. I've got a great thing. Don't see you later. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. I'll be back. Next week, new episodes, every Monday. Worth it? Totally. Put the cookie down! Who told you you can eat my cookies?